0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Bathhouse Bunch with Rhett and James and, uh, duh, duh, duh. maybe Kayla. I don't know if Kayla's part of the show. I don't know what's
1: going on with
0: her. Uh, so, uh, Rhett is calling in presently, I believe. He'll be joining us. Um... So, hopefully that goes well. And uh, right now we're on for another three more hours. So, uh, did I leave my. Where did I leave my damn iPad? Hey Siri. Find my iPad. Find my iPad.
1: It's nearby, painting changes.
0: Mr. Rat. Hello caller.
2: Hey. Hey. How are What's you going on? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, you know. Um I am uh I would say semi comatose uh from working <laughs> and I think I've got heat stroke walking to work today because it's 105 degrees. <laughs> Um, other than that, I don't know. So if, um, I might be suffering from minor aneurysms throughout the show. So please <laughs> forgive me if I start slurring my words. It's I know I do have occasional struggles with alcohol, but this is not the case tonight. I just crack, cracked up my <laughs> first beer. I still can't talk. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Dude, I'm tired. Like, I'm
0: old. You're gonna be like elegantly quoting Shakespeare by your sixth beer, dude.
2: No, it's, it's Christ Shakespeare. Yeah. It's one of those things that I feel the older you get the less impressive he is. <laughs> right? Did you already stop at the store and buy the beer? Mm-hmm.
0: What do you ask? Are you still are you still close to the store?
2: No. But do you want me to buy you something? <laughs> we live <laughs> fucking two thousand miles apart. <laughs> Because I've heard this fucking line before from you. Are you, st- are you still near the store?
1: You might, I, I promise.
2: You just get, I just need two packs of Marlboro Red and a 12-pack of fucking uh, Natty Light, and I promise I'll pay you.
1: And then I get there,
2: and I go, okay, it costs like $18. And you go, oh, I've got 10 <laughs> Story of my fucking life with you. So, no, I'm not near the store. And I don't, if I really am suffering from an aneurysm or heat stroke or like a heart attack, which I thought that I was having, I was running around asking people that I worked with today. I was like, do you, guys, do you have an aspirin? And they're like, why? And I go, I think I'm having a heart attack. And they go, why? And I go, because my fucking, my, le- my left arm is like paralyzed. And, and they're looking at me like, you know, like, like he's saying, you might be having a heart attack. I was like, I know That's why I'm asking if you have any fucking aspirin. <laughs> so that's how i'm doing and how about you, you t- i i from what i understand is a bird on the street told me that uh you're just rearing to go on all cylinders <laughs> <laughs> i so, am man I i'm am just going on... back and uh. <laughs> You're flying on the uh the what, the 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 good part of the bipolar high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Have, did you clean the house today for seventeen hours? And I did some finger painting. <laughs> do you have a song request? You wanna listen to a song Are
0: we sing along? <clears throat>
2: Well, first of all, uh, I, you told me that you've been uh, subjecting the general public to your singing, which is awful. <coughs> so no, that sounds like the worst idea imaginable for me to Come request a song and listen to. Just fucking
0: biggest song, okay. asshole.
2: <clears throat> song sung blue by Neil Diamond. What? Song sung blue by Neil Diamond. You can croon I it to me. I know this. I don't even know that. I stupid am. I, song. I am. I said by Neil Diamond. I don't even know that stupid song. <sighs> yummy, yummy, yummy! I've got love in my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I refuse to play that. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> uh, sugar, sugar by the Archies. Really? James, no, I don't, I don't want. I don't want to listen to you sing any song to me. It sounds like a fucking nightmare. It's a surreal descent into Dante's hell. Will you
0: be singing with me? And,
2: no, I will not be singing with you. I thought yes, it was you, you who was firing on all cylinders. Cylinders. I thought it was you who was going through the schizophrenic <laughs> high. I'm not.
0: Dude, the music makes me feel things, and then after I hear the songs, we got to talk about shit. That's the way it works.
2: <laughs> about, how, about how Sugar Sugar by the Archies makes you feel?
0: No, not fucking not it. sugar. I'm talking about a good fucking song, you asshole.
2: <laughs> that we're going to sing a duet to, and then we're going to talk yeah. about your feelings about it? What kind of not podcast about, is this? But about life in, in
0: general? I'm figuring shit out, man. I'm almost like 50 years old, and I feel like I'm like 12 sometimes. I'm like, how did I, like literally, how did I get to this age without dying? Like that's how, like, how did I? That, make that's a question it this we've far? all been
2: asking ourselves. I ask that question about you on a daily basis. I'm like, how is James not dead? <laughs> he should be. I, <laughs> I want. Like, I want him to be. <laughs> the what, general public you? would be better off if he was. <laughs> so you know. <clears throat> But, so that that's a valid question do you have an answer for it just the absolute m- meaninglessness of the universe would allow you to be alive still <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i mean like why like
0: <clears throat> seriously like why am i here like what the fuck is my purpose like i i'm like so like jealous of these people that have like Well, this is my purpose in life, and this is what I'm doing, and I am loving it, and uh, it's an adventure every day, you know. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I don't know.
2: I guess I just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, whenever I hear someone say that they're they're loving their life and it's an adventure every day, I just wish the next adventure they have is they're like going down a hill at sixty miles per hour and their fucking brakes don't work. That would be a great adventure for those types of people. I'm in agreement. But, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> I, to uh, me, uh, you, uh, it, what, are you singing a song now? I can't <laughs> believe that I got roped into doing this tonight. <laughs> when I'm suffering from an aneurysm that consecutively, an aneurysm and a heart attack and heat stroke. Trisecutively. Get, That's not a take word. Take a fucking but I, Advil. Take some fucking
0: Advil and fucking drink a couple beers, dude. You fucking whiny imagine, bitch.
2: Imagine, imagine if I did as we were doing this, like I had a stroke or something, and then you flew down to see me and it was just to do a podcast from my room.
1: <laughs>
2: and you'd be like, I'll sing you a song. What song do you want to hear? And I'd be like, I'd be like, Dugga, Dugga. You'd be like, Dugga, Dugga. Yeah. Dugga, Dugga by the cheese. <laughs> uh, dummy, dummy, dummy. I got dumb in my dummy. <laughs> oh,
0: that sounded like, smells like King Spirit from Nirvana. <laughs> Here it goes, Rat. <laughs>
2: Or you're like, no, that sounds like the 15-minute um, version of Any Any Gata Here you go, Rat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just desperately trying to call for the nurse, but I'm too weak. <laughs> oh God. I'm going on a word strike. I'm going on a word strike for as long as you play these songs. And try to sing them to me. So I'm not gonna you're not gonna hear me say anything.
1: Well you're gonna, no hear, that, hear, you, I'm you're gonna, gonna hear that anyway. You're
2: gonna you're gonna hear that cartoonish sound that occurs before someone like runs through a door and there's their outline, you know.
1: Of, <laughs> like
0: that? <laughs> something
1: like that. <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so, uh, we, you're firing on all, all cylinders. What do you got to talk about tonight?
0: Man, I got a shitload of talk mm-hmm. about tonight. Okay. Uh I just got a new watch band for my iWatch.
2: It's pretty awesome. Well, there, there you go. We got it. That's a half an hour down. Mm-hmm. What color is it? No way! You, 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 after you answer that question,
0: <laughs> there's really not much else to say. Like, um, no, it's white it's H? like a, it's got like a thing that lifts above the screen to protect the screen. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right? say are pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> Is that what they say?
2: <laughs> they you say that
0: actually? <laughs>
2: It should be more like all the girls look at me suspiciously and walk in the opposite direction when they see
1: me. <laughs> oh, Jameson's no quite no oh, monster, monster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fear him <laughs> oh, I mean, uh-
2: You've got that. You, uh you you've got, you know, you're a big guy with a giant gray beard and unwieldy eyes. I would be terrified if I was a woman coming in contact with you, you know, oh, just on like a dimly lit street. But also I would I, I would but then but then I would look at the watch and I'd go, "You know what? He's pretty fly though." <laughs>
0: <laughs> he looks
2: like a 17th century undertaker, but that watch
0: I got something yeah. to talk about. I don't know for how long, but guess what I did today.
2: You yeah, you bought a new watch band for your... <laughs> a white watch no, band. I I'm taking a wild stab in the dark with that one.
1: <laughs> no, oh. I
0: fucking lost my fucking glasses, dude. I have no idea where they are. It's like the brand new fan I just replaced after I sat on my last hair.
2: Again, you are firing on all cylinders. I tell you, <laughs> you are coming prepared with things Dude, to talk about. Because really, what can I say? Is I mean, what kind of what kind of conversations are you leading me into? Do you know what I got today? What a watch. <laughs> you know what I lost today? I don't know your car keys. No, no, Rhett, not my car keys. That would be pedestrian. I <laughs> I lost I lost my glasses. And then what can I really say to that then? Uh did you look in the toilet? Because maybe you were reading a magazine. I, I, I mean like where could
0: we Dude, I don't know dude. I've looked literally <laughs> everywhere in this fucking house they could be and they're not there. But
2: but seriously, did you look in the bathroom? Because <laughs> maybe you were reading something in it? <laughs> no, I did look in there. Okay. Well, I, I don't the know. they got to be somewhere. I looked in the Glasses can end scary. up so many different places. You well, could have, I like, don't... set them down. Like You could have been, like, uh, uh, I don't know, laying on the couch reading something, and then you set them down, and then the dog pushed them under or something. I mean, it could be anywhere. So, <coughs> thanks, <coughs> thanks, thanks for that, James. <laughs> is, this is no problem. It's, we're going... We're going places. Okay, scratch that one off. What's the next thing you have to talk about? What what you ate for? Hey, do you know what I had? Do you know what I had as a snack today? I don't know. Uh, Peanuts. Uh.
0: Um. All right, I'll give you three songs to choose from. (laughs) You ready?
1: <laughs> but but free songs to choose from And for what? <laughs> <laughs> to listen to.
2: <laughs> I cannot believe that I, me and my my current state, which is a very fragile one.
0: <laughs> dude, we're just old friends hanging out, listening to music, dude. There's nothing wrong with that. It's fucking uh, Friday I, night. Fucking man up.
2: I okay. First of all, here's the thing no one wants to hear two people listening to music together. I don't think, I mean, I know that that would be the farthest thing from if I was going to potentially listen to a podcast, um, two people listening to music together. <laughs> it's really, really something I wouldn't want to do. I mean, at least if you're yeah, like, like, like doing having two, two people,
0: DJs play at a fucking radio station. I don't know why it's so weird. Like, they tune in, they hear the fucking music, like, damn, this is good music. And then when the music's over, they fucking stay and listen to us.
2: Okay, well, here's the thing. We don't have any of the rights to the music. We'll never, ever be able to um, share this in any platform, and probably not even the platform we're on now, because you have to pay uh, for playing music on the air.
0: Um, if you wanted, uh, if you want, if
2: you if you wanted maybe to hum like eight seconds of a song to me and ask if I might want to guess that, possibly we could get away with that. But that again, I would rather pull my tooth out with a fucking <laughs> wrench.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So which one is it? <laughs> God. So that was a long way around, but we needed you to need pick. Everlong, learned
2: to fly all my life. I, you know what? <laughs> well, are those all Foo Fighter songs? Yeah. Jesus you, Christ! You don't like the Foo Fighters? Uh, I think they're just fine. I really do, but I'm just thinking about how topical this show is. Um. We'd, we'd catch as many audience members as if we were playing Benny Goodman. But I guess... Um, I don't want to hear any of them! I can't believe I'm being roped into the show where you're forcing me to listen to music from 1994. Okay. What the fuck you is pick. going on?
1: All right,
2: you pick a song, then. <laughs> I don't want to hear a song! I, just, I don't want to hear a song.
0: Come on, you can pick literally uh,
2: any song you want.
0: I know there's one song that you hear And you're like oh shit that's my jam And the beer goes down a little better The cigarette pulls a little sweeter You know what I'm talking about Come on what jam is that
2: Alright You won me over It's called <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> Yummy yummy yummy
0: <laughs>
2: I've got love in my tummy just
1: fucking asshole
2: Dude. No I'm telling you It's a
0: song I want to hear Dude, play my fucking game. Play my fucking what do they call reindeer games, please? Just tonight. That's all I'm asking.
2: We're like, why? We're one co-host. Two co-hosts die on us. Yes, but here's the reason why we're losing co-hosts left, left and right, because of hair-brained <laughs> ideas like this, <laughs> where where I've got to listen to. The Foo Fighters They don't make like They don't make like two minute jingles They're all like six hour Six minute power anthems
0: Dude they just tell me what the fuck you want to listen to Dude It's jam out Friday man I'm trying to fucking jam this shit out Why are you fucking bushing my high Just fucking pick a song please Thank you <clears throat>
2: Sugar, sugar by the Archies. <laughs> Come on, man. What do you want from me? I've got a, I've got a very specific taste in music. I like um, studio made, um, borderline children's songs from the late sixties, early seventies. Whatever. It is. You're an asshole. How about okay? No, no. How about um, one more chance by the Jackson Five.
1: You're and you got me wanting you. Honey, uh, sugar, uh, sugar, sugar, You're my candy girl, and you got me wanting you. I just to believe in the of love. I just can't believe it's true. Take I just can't believe the I just can't believe it's true. Oh, my I'm candy girl. And you got my Oh, me wanting you. Oh, honey. <laughs> Sugar, sugar. You are my candy girl. And
0: you've got me wanting you. When I kissed
1: you, girl, I knew how sweet a kiss would be. I know how sweet a kiss would be. Like the summer sunshine, oh, your sweetness over me. Oh, your sweetness over me. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, baby. that so
1: sweet. yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, gosh, honey. Oh, on Oh, gosh, honey, honey. Oh, Oh, honey, honey. You are
2: my, king, my in oh, right, singing along Well, I was just because I was actually, I was in awe I was dumbfounded and I stand corrected. I think we found the new format of the show. That must be <laughs> it.
0: Um, no, oh, dude, I've been watching this show on Netflix. You have Netflix? I do, yeah. I rarely use it, but I do. Dude, does this fucking show. Oh, I can't remember what it's called.
1: God damn it. Uh,
2: well this could we could do this for a couple hours and just guess between their six thousand hours of original programming.
0: No, I I'm looking at it up, Netflix. So about Lisk. okay. It's called The Killing Season. Apparently, it came um, out in 2016. I just, I just not saw it. But. Okay, so well, what's it, it about? it's about. <laughs> um, so the little caption here says: Documentarians Joshua Zeeman and Rachel Mills immerse themselves in a world of serial murder, rarely seen on TV, going beyond pop cultural stereotypes to expose a real life American nightmare. Ten dead sex
2: workers discovered on Gilgo Beach, Long Island.
0: Do you remember when that happened?
2: I don't, but I was, I was never like I haven't been living in the Northeast for ages. So, do you remember when it happened? Yeah, I do.
0: You were you were up there? Yeah, and it was fucking crazy. It was all over the news for a long time. They just kept discovering. And they were tons of bodies. I
2: think they, and they were all, more than they were prostitutes.
0: Yeah, they were all prostitutes. Were
2: Were they were they uh, they, uh, you know, like a majority white prostitutes or majority black or was there a MO of like how he was killing them?
0: (laughs) There was an MO of how he was killing them. I don't remember there being a specific MO with race or anything or like hair color. I think it was just whoever. Uh, I think it was mostly white chicks though. I'm not sure about that. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Executive produced by Oscar-winning filmmaker Alex Gibney presents Zeman and Mills' chilling investigation during which they combine with amateur cyber sleuths. Like, there's a ton of people on the internet, like, fucking... who think they, like, know who, like, Lisk is. But, like, then they go, like, into this whole fucking thing, like... all of these unsolved killings all over the country... And they all like crisscross the United States, uh, like along interstate highways. So they Well, yeah, because that, that's where you pick people up, and that's know, where you would think, like. If... So, like, Go they're ahead. theorizing now that there's like this sadistic group of like long haul truckers that have this underground, um, like, thing you with know like what? I think... girls to girls, like. To
2: pass girls off to each other and shit.
0: That's where I'm at now. And I don't is, is, there, is
2: there something it. about like they always tend to find like a smiley face too or something?
0: No, not this. This is a different one.
2: Oh, okay. A different one. I got. Yeah, different. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, my thing with about, you know, killing hookers is it's the same thing as like when people say, you know, you shouldn't punch down against people. You should always be punching up. I, I think that applies perfectly here. It's like it's hard enough to be a fucking hooker, and then you got to be murdered by some fucking group of uh, long haul truckers. Is that what he's doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Why wouldn't they just? Why wouldn't they pick like you know an upper middle class woman? You know, kill her. Yeah, but no, but they have crazy. to go like, for the process. Like,
0: because there's a doctor or something that lives like right across the street, or where most of the bodies were found. Not right, maybe not right across the street. But, like one of the girls, like. <laughs> this girl,
2: I forget her name. Um, <laughs> what? I'm. Well, I'm just thinking about the the poor doctor. You know, his bad luck. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Or, it, it was like a, th- th- yeah. Do you want to hear about this? Yes, I'm. L- I'm listening.
0: <laughs> okay. So, the first I think chick they found. Uh, first of all, it starts with this. The whole thing started with this like prostitute who went to Long Island and uh,
2: what was her name? Oh, is this the one where she uh walks into the bar with the uh, the, the rabbi and uh, <laughs> Barakon no. or no. Her, <clears throat>
0: What's first, oh, victim,
2: yeah. List. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call those people that I occasionally kill? Uh, victims. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, yeah.
0: Okay, so <laughs> no, here's how the whole thing started. This girl named Shannon Gilbert...
2: She was. Mm-hmm. I was so close. Uh, oh, James, you have no idea. I was about to say, for you know, <laughs> the sake of time, let's just call her Shauna. <laughs> I was so fucking close. <laughs> it, was it ended up being Shannon. Yeah, so close. Like, yeah. <sighs> um, uh.
0: So like she was like the okay. So on December thirteenth, two thousand eleven, investigators mm-hmm. eventually discovered Gilbert's body, about a ha- half a. Oh wait, so. It starts before that. Mm. Okay, so, let's just see. Uh.
2: Maybe so, okay. just lowly in the background, we could be listening to <laughs> Yummy, 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 <laughs> while, while you do your research. Okay. No.
0: All right. <laughs> the first girl that was found was named Shannon Gilbert. So oh. she got found. She actually made a 911 call from Oak Beach, which is on Long Island, and said someone mm-hmm. was trying to kill her. That call lasted about 22 minutes. And then there were three other calls. Despite efforts from the attorney of her now deceased mother, Mary Gilbert, to have the calls released. They call, that, release that call until, after
2: 22 minutes?
0: Yeah, and a court ordered to do so. They have never been made public. The, the court ordered the fucking people to release the fucking 911 calls and they still refuse to do it. I don't know how it's fucking going on. So.
2: Well, first of all, after 22 minutes, you think you'd have a pretty good idea of who wanted to kill her. I'd be like, well, what does he look like? Do you know his name? You know, I mean, like, yeah, 22 well, I minutes. I think a lot
0: of it was silence and she was hiding or something. I don't even, like, no one knows what's on the fucking tape because they won't fucking release it. Yeah, so, um, well, I mean. Uh, yeah, so the 24-year-old sex worker. uh uh Worker led law enforcement to the grisly discoveries of 10 separate sets of remains, most of whom were also believed to be sex workers. On December 11, 2010, an officer found the body of Melissa Bartholomew, a call girl who had vanished in 2007. Two days later, officers discovered discovered the remains of three other missing prostitutes, Megan Waterman, Amber Lynn Costello, and Maureen Barnard-Barnes all of them whom advertised their sex services on Craigslist. Those four bodies had been dumped within a quarter-mile span, about 500 feet apart. All of the victims were in their 20s. Brainerd Barnes from Connecticut, Waterman of Maine, Costello of North Babylon. The the following April, authorities found a partially dismembered woman, later, later identified as another prostitute, Jessica Taylor. So now that's like five chicks they found. And then... Later identified uh, as another prostitute, like as Taylor, an unidentified Asian man, two unidentified women, and an unidentified female toddler. The toddler was determined through DNA testing to be the daughter of the woman discovered about seven miles away. They have not. Been My identified. God!
2: So this is just a fucking maniac. Yeah, but like. And the question is, how did that how did that poor fucking Asian man fit into this equation? I mean, well, the toddler figured, you can understand. <laughs> Was he a tranny (laughs) tip thing? Yeah, yeah, he was probably Oh, I'm not allowed to say that.
0: (laughs) That's the theory that he was probably a tranny. Because he was like, kind of like... Wouldn't it be funny if they were
2: like, um, they were like, you know, they found a, you know, body of an 18-year-old blonde suspected to be a, you know, a uh, sex worker. Found the body of a 22-year-old brunette suspected to be a sex worker. Found the body of a 26 year old Asian, suspected to be a tranny.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we suspect this is a pilot tranny. <laughs> wow. The, whoever this is, is a fucking absolute maniac, but it doesn't sound like, like the work of, uh, what did you say, like a gang of longshoremen? <laughs> no, over-the-road
0: truckers.
1: like, hey, guys. I'm doing a fucking
2: show. Is great, dude. I didn't say it's that like, shit. The show did. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, could you imagine that's kind of just like the idea of just going, well, it's probably truckers, you know, <laughs> they keep out hours. They're, you know, prone to just getting together and, uh, you know, forming committees where they decide, you know, they should start killing, you know, mass swabs of prostitutes <laughs> through the interstates of America. <laughs> You know, truckers. They also (laughs) deliver goods and services. (laughs) I've always said, I've always said if there's anyone that you can trust less than a sex worker, it's a trucker. (laughs) Those poor bastards. They're just trying to fucking, they're just trying to get from point A to point B, you know, um, Listening probably <clears> to uh, one of those three uh, <laughs> one of those three Foo Fighter songs you were trying to fucking pedal to me a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it yeah. was? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. No, like, but, I mean, if you think, if you, like,
2: hold on, hold on, hold on. if you think about it seriously, though. This world is just so fucking absolutely insane and just moralistically deranged that, like, this is just something that happens. And, you know, they do a documentary about it a few years later. I mean, could you imagine killing a toddler? Wouldn't you at least just let the fucking toddler, I don't, wander off into the woods, you know? I don't know. I mean, oh, it it's not like they can. It's, yeah, it's so not it's like they like would be able to identify you. you. Yeah,
0: I know. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly right. <It's> not like, <laughs> never mind. All right. Ever long learned a flyer all my life. You think? No! I said you no!
2: <laughs> all right, then I'm picking. Oh, uh, for fuck's sake. Uh, I would actually wanted to uh, talk about something. What? Anything. But, Everline. <laughs> 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 yeah, not Everline, right?
1: but I actually, <clears throat> okay, wait. If you play Everline, <laughs> i am seeing i feel the most, really come I'm, the I'm picturing oh, my a
2: uh i'm picturing a fleet of trucks from ikea with a leaving a wake of uh dead prostitute topkins
1: I swear. Out my in so <laughs> One by one, in my dream. One by one, my sweet. Yeah, hey, I let it go away. I love it, go away. Oh, we should On and on, I got nothing to hide. On and on, I got nothing to hide.
0: Done, then I'm under the next one. Done, done, then I'm under the next one. Done, done, then I'm under the next one. Done, done then I'm under the next one. Done, now I'm
1: under the next. <laughs> I love the hate I love the I I I I the I the
0: Good pick, right. That was a good one. Did that get your motor going?
2: No, it did not. <laughs> don't lie to me, man. I'm not. I'm just telling you the absolute, uh, God's honest truth. Did not get my motor go running whatsoever. I mean, I don't know what to do with that.
0: Dude, just fucking It's Friday night, man Can't two old friends just listen to some good tunes And chat about shit Occasionally
2: Well Jesus Christ I guess they can I'm just not sure if these are the two old friends that should be doing it (laughs) You know I mean Two old friends should be able to do all kinds of things but I wouldn't uh, do a podcast of us antique shopping. You know what I'm saying? Like Or like two old friends going to the dentist.
0: Will you shut the fuck up for a second? <laughs> if you're comparing this to going to the dentist, I'm going to fly down there and punch you in the face. Uh, all right, listen. We're both like intelligent, creative people. There's no reason why we can't come up with something that's fucking creative and funny to listen to. Even if it's just by riffing. Even if it's like we're making up shit. I mean, that's how fucking shit gets started. I mean, can't we, like, create something here? Can't we, like, build something? Well, Can't we lay the, the foundation? We,
2: the one thing we can't create that would ever um, be successful would be us listening to music because it can't be... We can't monetize it. It would be impossible. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. I mean, it would be great if we could, but we can't, unless we were working for a radio station. But we're not. We're doing a podcast. So, I, and I'm, it, it, here's the whole thing. I'm not admonishing or being a dick. It just, uh, it just, it, it that doesn't make sense, right? Um.
1: To do
2: something that we, we can't, we can't use the music. I mean, we can talk about dead prostitutes for hours on end. (laughs) Trust me, there's nothing I like to talk about more than dead prostitutes, especially (laughs) if they're from the Jersey area, because, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they they breed them special, those prostitutes up in the Jersey area, as I'm sure you know.
0: Nice and cracky up just,
2: there. I was going to say, just those 12 dead Jersey hookers probably um, kept the temperature down one uh, degree from from the uh, hairspray that they were using, you know, being depleted. From, <laughs> they saved the ozone shrunk just from those 12 Jersey hookers who died. That would have made it one degree warmer. No, it would be one degree cooler because the aerosol that they're using to tease their hair uh, is no longer in production. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I... Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you flipped it
0: on me. You got me.
2: Mm. Well, yeah, what can you say? <laughs>
0: Dude, I'm serious. I think Kayla might be a victim of this serial killer. Who?
2: Kayla. Can't you, mean Kalen? Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we're going on two weeks. He's still not quite sure of her name. <laughs> Knows what she looks like because now she's a thumbnail. But Kalen, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, you'll never, for- you'll never forget it again. No, but what's up? Did she ever text you back? No, no. I, I think that probably uh, there's a, there, there could be a multitude of reasons why she didn't. Um, one of them being she just uh, maybe went to sleep. You know, that can happen at this late hour where you think you're going to do something and the next thing you know you're asleep. Um, especially, yeah. you know, if you're whacked out or whatever. And I'm not saying that she's a whacked out person. But, you know, <laughs> you never know. I'm really not. I'm really not. You know, but I don't know. She enjoys a white claw here and there. <laughs> Ooh, which, by, which, by the way, have you ever tried a White Claw? I have not. Oh, it's awful.
0: <laughs> it's
2: like, it's like uh, drinking a bottle of vodka while snorting fucking uh, Pez. Well, at least that's the way you feel when you wake up the next morning. It ain't like Natty but Light, kids. I'll tell
0: you that much.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? I've always been of the, the mind of you can only get in so much trouble with beer, right? I mean, it's beer.
0: <laughs>
2: what, what, fucking... what is your
0: beer of choice?
2: Maybe we'll get like what a... is my beer? Well, I'll give you three guesses. Coors Light. That's what I used to drink way back in the day, so that was a good guess, but no. <laughs>
0: oh, crap. Uh, tell me you drink, like, Michelob I'm...
2: Ultra or some shit. Oh my! See, that's that's really. I think what that is is your homophobia rearing its ugly head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, dude? Because you're like you're, so,
2: you're like, well, let me see. I'm dealing with a fag. So is it the culture? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I drink Bud Light. Oh, Bud Light now. You can actually taste a little of the beer in the Bud Light, you know, but it's still light. So that's that's where yeah. I'm at. I mean, I actually like the taste of beer, so uh, you cannot taste it in Coors You definitely can't taste it in Michelob Ultra.
0: Yeah, no, it's like water. My beer of choice yeah. is
2: – I'll give you a guess. I'll give you three guesses. Shit. Um, uh, what was that? Old English 800? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that at one point was,
2: yeah. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, yes, my friends, I had a few. Um, but you did it yeah. your way. What did we call it? Way. We
0: didn't call it. Uh, we call it. What we call it? We didn't call it Old English. So do we call
2: it just OE, or do we have another name for it? I don't know. You might get a. You might be getting our personal uh, memories and rap songs confused. But I think we <laughs> just called it. Old English Eight Hundred, because that's what it was yeah. called. Um, what was the other malt liquors at the time? Because you remember they were uh, so cheap. There was a once upon a time in Florida. It was yeah. like you could be like you could literally just say, "Hey brother, can you spare a dime?" And you could buy a fucking forty ounce of like malt <laughs> liquor. It was literally like we were living through the fucking Great Depression.
1: <laughs>
2: but for real, it was that cheap. Uh, Oh, uh, what was the one? Was oh, the dude, one
0: did you that, remember, um, uh, What was that one like? Flavored drink? I think like. like yeah, I think that was, what? No, Zuma? I think mostly like. I, not to sound stereotypical or anything, but I think mostly black people might
2: have drank it. Like I think that's. Oh, imagine drinking. that! Black people drinking a flavored malt beverage. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, are you talking about the wine? Boone's Hill, Boone's Farm. No, no, no.
0: But yeah, that's a good. That's like oh. a, that's a. I think that might be the first thing I ever got drunk on.
2: <clears throat> I drank a whole uh, bottle of it. And then yeah, I, it was a flavored. It was a, it was a flavored malt liquor.
0: Yeah. Or no. Yeah, was I it? think yeah flavored, malt liquor, from the 90s. Oh auto-fills from the nineties. Nice.
2: <laughs> what um, what did what was Billy D. Williams pushing on people? Oh, Cobra, Cobra what?
0: or something
2: was it? Oh, I it was thinking of Saint Ives. Saint Ives. Yeah, but like they had different was it? flavors. <laughs> and it's <laughs> a it's
0: a malt liquor. Yeah, let me look up St.
2: Flavors. St. Flavors. Now, the other day I was at work, I was, uh, we have to wear these masks, right? And we sell alcohol. Right. And this girl goes, she goes, uh, hey, where's the, she goes, where's the button for uh Ripple. And I go, Ripple? And she goes, Yeah, Ripple. And I go, We don't fucking serve Ripple here. I don't think they've served Ripple since like the ghettos in nineteen seventy six. What the fuck? Is and, Ripple? and then she, she Well, okay, well, hold on. So like she pulls down her thing, she goes, No, Red Bull.
1: And then she goes, What the fuck is Ripple?
2: And I go, Well fucking Ripple's what fucking Fred Sanford drank. You know, Ripple. And okay. then, Fred, then Grady, Fred Sanford's uh, – this is an old show called Sanford and Son. But his friend would drink Champipple <laughs> because it was Ripple. It was a mixture of champagne and Ripple. <laughs> and he'd go, there ain't nothing like Champipple. Champagne and Ripple. I fucking <laughs> love to- that you remember that. Dude, I remember that show.
0: I do not remember that episode though.
2: That's awesome. It was no, it was a, it was a running gag. But the fact that I just remembered that people drink Ripple, and, but you know, she she said, "Where, where do I find the key for Ripple?" I'm like, "Ripple? We don't serve Ripple here." Like, <laughs> I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" She pulled down her mask and she goes, "Red Bull." Ripple, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so I mean, that's a oh, that's a glimpse into the life of a 45 year old man who shouldn't be working in the restaurant industry anymore <laughs> because he, he gets aneurysms, heat stroke, and potential heart attack.
0: Dude, why don't you buy a car and
2: become a like Uber driver? <laughs> That would be great until I went on one of my benders And they'd be Uber driver from hell How was your Uber driver? Oh he was great until you know He drove up on the curb He started swearing at us And the the fuck uh, out of my car, uh, asshole! Get the Jesus, Mike. (laughs) You had a problem with smoking, you fucking bitch. What the fuck (laughs) is your problem? (laughs) (laughs) I was developing lung cancer before you had your fucking first period. Get the fuck out. Did you find out what uh, Billy D. Williams was selling? What? You got distracted. Billy D. Williams, what did he sell? What was he pushing? Was it. Uh, Colt 45 is a dynamite oh, liquor. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Colt 45 is a dynamite taste. Yeah. You know, it was fantastic because Star Wars came out. Yeah. Even back then they said uh well, you know, you don't there, there aren't any black characters in this movie. You know, and it's it's set in a like an entire intergalactic universe. And there's like not one black person. I think there was a um there was like maybe in the uh that uh bar, what was that called? That bar? I know you're talking about like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there might have been like a black woman, you know, blah, 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 but that was it. That was it. So they go. So George Lucas goes, oh, okay, we'll put a black person in the next movie. And then he's a guy who sells out to the Empire and sells fucking Han Solo back to the top of the <laughs> Hutt. Like he's the biggest villain that you could possibly be. Well, if you want a black, I hear he is the worst fucking villain that there is in the fucking <laughs> series outside of Darth Vader.
0: Hey, but it was still Billy D. Williams, and that pole vaulted his fucking career.
2: Well, I guess so. I guess, like, I I, I don't know. It's a, it's how a character, you know. So, like, if you're a little black kid, you're not thinking, oh, well, this is going to lead to Billy Dee Williams getting Colt 45 commercials. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> no, oh, wait, exactly. wait, wait, wait. He might have been. He might have been in a couple. Well, he was in, I think, Black Exploitation Pictures. I mean, he was semi-famous even before Empire Strikes Back, I feel. But uh, I'm not sure. Do you think
0: this song's still copyrighted? You are my sunshine. Right? My only sunshine. You make me happy. Oh, so we're just
1: gonna listen to <laughs> we to listen to
2: songs that aren't copyrighted. How about this? How about okay. Uh on the count of three. Three, two, one. Happy birthday to you. We can
1: just
2: we can start and that actually that can be our theme song, just happy birthday to you. Or you are my 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 sunshine, my only sunshine, that would be good too. Hey, <laughs> this is about that fun broadcast. You are my son, <laughs> 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 Who is that? Was that like um, was, was that uh, for some reason, I feel like it was Hank Williams who sang that, right? Or no? Am I wrong?:
0: I think he did a version of it.:
2: Well, I think maybe he wrote it, and he just wrote it so long ago that it's become public domain. I might be totally wrong, but for some reason I feel it was Hank Williams. Or oh, no, no, no. Who was the other guy? Who wrote? Um... Ah, fuck. Um... <clears throat> this plan was made for you and me.
0: I don't think you're thinking of the person. Dude. I think it's a chick that wrote it.
2: Oh, is it? Oh. Well maybe you're thinking oh, of what? uh America the uh, beautiful, right? Kate Smith saying that or something? <laughs> I don't know. This is, you don't want to brought it up. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have. <laughs> I I recognized my mistake halfway in. <laughs> I and mean, then it's very hard to extricate yourself after that. Oh my goodness. So, a list of people that say
0: Johnny Cash, I think, is the biggest one. He, he's the one that keeps coming up. Um, Tammy Wynette. Roy Orbison. Stand by your man. See? Rose, Roseanne Cash. And then, not to be outdone, John Carter Cash did his version.
2: And then New Waylon James. Cash. Is, is John Carter Cash Johnny Cash? Or is that... No, it's his son. Else?
0: No, it's his son. Oh. Okay. June Carter. Was that her name? Is that his wife, June Carter?
2: I think so. It was June Carter, June Carter Cash or something. Yeah, it was June Carter Cash. And so he took his mom's maiden name too? So they sing You Are My Sunshine? Uh, yes. I mean, could you imagine, and I like the Cashes. I like Tammy Wynette, you know, but if you were actually, and I'm not even sure if I like them, but I understand how people could like them. Uh, but if I was at a concert and I was like, uh, all right, here we go, Tammy Wynette. And she's like, I'm going to sing this next song to you. It's got a special place in my heart. And she started singing "You Are My Sunshine." I'd be like, "What the fuck? Am, what the fuck am I listening to?" <laughs> Did I accidentally wander into a group group of retarded people finger painting?
0: All right, it's time for another song. Uh, I'll give you a choice. Uh. <laughs> uh, 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 you are so beautiful by Joe Cocker, or you're the sunshine of my life by Stevie Wonder.
2: <laughs> you know, I'd be much more receptive and nice to you if we just did that. If we just did this sort of thing off the air. Why? Because then it could be two friends fucking listening to the fucking music. We can't fucking... uh, So maybe that's what the show is. Two fucking friends listening to music. Then it shouldn't be a show. It should be you calling me on Friday night. I'll listen to fucking music with you
0: let's just fucking do it now, dude. Forget that we're on the radio.
2: What the fuck is doing? I don't know how many times i explained to you. It would, like, it would be, this is not a show that could ever go anywhere because the music would be cut out. And so it would just be like, okay, so here we are. We're going to be playing... Uh, by the way, it would be You Are So Beautiful, uh, but we're going to play You Are So Beautiful. And then you would just have, like, blank space because... We can't afford for Joe Cocker's "You Are So Beautiful," and then um and then I yell at uh, Fuck's sake! <laughs> you wanted to, but this is actually is actually keeping in the theme with having a fucking heart attack and aneurysm, which is what was going on with me tonight. It's like. <laughs> so, yeah, play it away. And I'll I'll get, try to walk up, up or down the stairs without falling down, clutching my chest. This one goes out to
0: work. You. out a few things I wanted to say so like ultimately what I would love for the show to be is like a serial kind of show where we like find something that like fascinates us and we like do research on it and like go and then talk about it and try to discuss you know like you know like I want to do something like um, basically like What's that? Well, what's that show with Adnan Syed? Do you know that guy?
2: No, I don't.
0: Well, like that's like one of the first ones that started it. It's called it was called it's called Serial Podcast, I think. It's by NPR, and it's like they had this like five part. It's like five or six part podcast about this guy named Adnan Syed, who was convicted of killing his ex girlfriend when he was like. 17 years old. But did uh, she
2: deserve it?
0: Well, that's a good question. I don't know. But they never, I don't even think they ever found her body. Well, then how can uh, you be the victim of killing her? Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did finally find it, but there was, like, none of his DNA, like, nothing, but he was, like, supposedly the last person that saw her, although other people in this documentary say, no, like, this weird dude, Jay, was probably the last dude that saw it. Jay's, like, this black dude that, like, went to this, like, all-white high school or whatever.
2: And, uh... Or, well, that's uh, always suspicious, though. Like, now. like yeah, it's uh, a well, bunch I of white people. You
0: know. is Middle Eastern, obviously. He's a Muslim. That's another part of the story. But, um... Yeah, it's fucking amazing, this fucking thing.
2: Okay, well, I mean, that sounds all all good but from everything that i know about the two of us right we can't even read a paragraph before the show right so and then we've had two women that have been willing to help us out who've reached out and given us detailed outlines and we can't even do that so we need to find something <laughs> You know, it would be great if we could be Mike Wallace, uh, you know. It, it, uh, we could be the you know, 60 Minutes team and we could just fight crime. Through our hard work and diligence, we'd be plucky. Um, but at the same time, I think that that is just absolutely, if you think about it, um, the most pie-in-the-sky um, <laughs> idea you've ever had, that we could do a <laughs> continuous
1: like a fucking 13 part podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
2: the two of us breaking boundaries, solving crimes, getting people out of jail. <laughs> I have a hard time fucking wiping myself properly. And we're going to be we're going to be solving crimes, exposing corrupt police forces throughout the country. <laughs> we're going to go there. We're going to make sure that this that DNA, <laughs> the DNA DNA evidence is correct. <laughs> Dude, how do you think movement starts? I
1: don't know how movements start. I don't really care.
2: There's a movement that's going on right now that I'm running away from as fast as I can. Every movement to me is a bad fucking movement. Unless it's a a bowel movement and it's a healthy one, you know? It's like, don't give me your fucking movements. Oh, my God. What do you think about... uh, I love it. The... the, uh, Okay, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just like, it also feels phony. No, no. It also feels phony to me about like talking about. about No, I was just saying, I was about to say, well, what do you feel about the civil unrest in Washington state? And then I'm like, eh, it kind of feels phony. Because who really gives a fuck what we think? Yeah, I mean... I, I don't think care. if you want to touch on, I think if you want to touch on something, we have, we have a good idea of just uh, talking about... Pop, we have to find the right young person, but talking about pop culture, you know, from like 70s, 80s, 90s, and then, you know, find someone who's young that that actually is a nerd in that aspect and then we can also talk about what they like. You know what I'm saying? No, I am found that. I really been... I I know and we probably still have her. Um but like but the thing is it's like you know it well, it's, here's the whole thing. It, I did I, oh, a, Okay,
0: so I did text her one last time <laughs> I didn't tell you about it.
2: Oh uh, what was it? What did you well okay wait, what did you text her? That's probably the thing that destroyed sunk the fucking ship. <laughs>
0: I just said something along the lines of, why the fuck did you even bother getting our fucking hopes up about doing this show, you fucking bitch? Why would that you even do that? Something along those lines.
2: Did you really? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, I'm going to find out eventually, so are you kidding? Yeah, I'm kidding, dude. I wouldn't say that, dude. Oh, okay, all right. I'm like Jesus Christ, James.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I I told you I thought you were getting power mad for no reason, but okay. Well, yeah. So like, the, I think that's the best. Really, is the best course of action, you know. And just like, because I really think it's uh, fun to have uh, young and old people talking to each other because it never fucking happens. You yeah. never fucking hear it. Um. Uh, people of a certain age are maligned. And we're not even the ones who are maligned. Actually, we were the ones with the greatest voices if you look at the media. Uh, our age would be the sweet spot of people who are fucking telling people what to do and what to think. Um, and then you've got people that, I mean, they're all behind the scenes. And then you've got all these kids that are out on the street and I don't know what the fuck they are or where they come from or what their story is. But my—I my best guess, is the the kids that are out on the street in you know Washington, Minneapolis, blah 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 blah, outside of the actual people of color that might be riled up or whatever, um, they're they all are, these are the kids that have trust funds. It's like it makes me so fucking angry, you know. Wait, the ones that are all riled up are the ones that have the trust funds. No, no, no I'm saying outside of you know certain people of color that are actually protesting that are riled up by you know the the media. Um, most of the other people are like trust fund white kids. They're all wearing their fucking antifa masks, and you know, uh, just trying to fucking uh, pretend that they're living through something. But yeah. at the, at the, you know, and that's why people aren't fucking shooting into the crowds. If if Black Lives Matter protests were really just black people, do you think that it would be handled the way it's being handled? I don't, and I think that's, I mean, I think that's just like the entire, uh, like everything in this world is just one giant irony, you know, yeah. and these people that, uh, these, these social justice warriors don't realize that they are the fucking center square of the biggest irony of all time, you know, yeah. they want to tear down the very thing that allows them to be what they are, I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. Yep.
0: I could not agree more. Literally. I don't even know what
2: you're talking about, <laughs> Alright, so maybe maybe we should be um uh singing our end song which is You are my sunshine my only sunshine. You make me happy
1: when skies are gray.
0: That's you.
1: <laughs>
0: yay, yeah, right.
2: What? Oh, I just said, yay, yeah, right. Oh, well, you were supposed to say, uh... you are supposed to sing the next verse.
0: Dude, I'm not singing that back
2: to you. Okay, so that's where we're at. I have you I have to listen to you fucking sing Dave Grohl and from nineteen ninety three in my ear, but you won't do a duet of You Are My Sunshine With Me. <laughs> Are you
0: serious? That's dude? where you draw the one? Is that really what you want me to do? Alright, let's go. Ready? <clears> huh. <throat> Wait. <laughs> Wait
2: hold on. <laughs> you are my sunshine. Wait, this, isn't show,
0: this isn't the end of the show. I
2: though. thought was, I thought oh I was trying. I was actually just trying to end, end the show, but god damn it. <laughs> no.
0: uh, I mean do we have anything else to talk about? Well we've been coming up with shit. We've been doing pretty good. Except for oh man, I can't believe I lost my fucking glasses, man. <laughs> like what the
2: fuck? Like I literally have
0: no fucking clue where they could be.
2: Are you are you are you like at the age where if you don't have your glasses you can't read?
0: No, I can read. it's more my my distance for me. Like up close I don't really need them. Oh okay. So like if I'm looking at my computer or something, I usually have to take them off.
2: So when you're trying to read a a book from across the room, you need to put them on. Exactly.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that works
0: No, I'll never be able to read another book across the world.
2: <laughs> well, yes, and then you say to your, and then you say to your poor, ter- you say to Barb, you're like, all right, turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know, All
1: right,
2: <clears throat> turn the page.
0: <laughs> well, am I like pretending to read or something? <laughs> no, just from
2: across the room you, you, I don't know what I'm saying I'm just saying when you put your
1: you go I can,
2: you, you go. Well, if I'm up close I don't need my glasses but if I'm across the room I do and I was just imagining you reading a novel from across the room but you can't turn the page yourself the fucking novel's across the room so you have to say to Barb honey, turn the page <laughs> oh. That poor, that poor darling that we all know and love. She's getting fucking carpal tunnel syndom, syndrome because <laughs> you've just decided to read all the works of Dostoevsky.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whatever. Well, you're a dick. I'm not being a dick. That was just trying to be uh, funny, I think. Oh. Let's
0: fucking open our
2: eyes. All right. What's your favorite movie? Your, okay. Your favorite movie from the 1970s as a whole?
0: 1970s. Yeah. Hmm. was I mean this I don't know if it's my favorite but it's the first one that comes to my head. Uh Hogan's
2: Heroes. Was that the seventies? Yeah, right. Well, not only do you you fail on so many counts there Because <laughs> <laughs> Hogan's, Hero. <laughs> Hogan's Heroes Hogan's Heroes was a
1: television show from
0: the sixties.
1: <laughs> <So.
0: laughs> No, dude, it was
1: a fucking movie <laughs> before the television show.
2: It was a movie, and it was from the 50s called Stalag uh, 15 or whatever. But but <laughs> it was not. Ne- <laughs> so you're 20 years off on the movie and got the name wrong. No. and that- <laughs> I mean, I was just hoping maybe we could talk about The Godfather for a moment or something. You know, at least that could kill time. Um, uh, before you play something from Soundgarden,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're like, Oh, you're
0: like, What's your? I
2: I wasn't prepared for another request. (laughs) No, I'm not giving you a request for real. Just to think, what is your favorite movie from the 70s? Um.
1: Uh,
0: what was
2: that one? Um, cool Hand Luke. Okay, well, you're getting closer to the seventies. <laughs>
1: you're about two years out. But... <laughs>
2: no, it wasn't. It was like nineteen sixty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my <laughs> Okay. Well, look it up. Let's see what it, what year it came out in.
1: <laughs> God damn it was nineteen sixty seven. But
2: I do like Cool Hand Luke, and I'll tell you what. What I like about Cool Hand Luke is this is how. Of course, you know it's just about it's it's just about a white guy, but. I feel that, um, you know, in today's, you know, current climate, you could actually watch it, and Luke could be a, a, a minority, because really the whole point of the movie is it's, and this guy gets arrested for stealing, um, what, uh, change from those meters.
0: Right, yeah, he's like busting open meters, yeah. Uh...
2: Yeah, and then once he gets into the system, it's just, it's never-ending. And because he doesn't kowtow to them and lick their fucking boots, he ends up, you know, how it ends up, which isn't great. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, that's a fantastic movie. And it's a a fantastic movie about two two different things, about being an individual and about how once you're in a system – it the whole design of the American system is to crush your individuality, even though we pretend that America is based on individu- individuality. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. And fucking, I don't think there's anything I've ever seen Paul Newman in that has been anything less than fantastic. Yeah.
0: Oh, another great one is... Uh... What was the one with him and Jackie Gleason? Oh, The Hustler. Yes. Another
2: another great late 70s movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that was the late 70s. I was like... <laughs> I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Did you ever see The Hustlers from
3: 1986?
2: <laughs> uh, Jackie Gleason, Paul Newman. They decided to go black and white, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. We
0: weren't even doing the 80s What's your favorite 80s movie?
2: <clears throat> well, let me think.
0: Well, Mine's going to be a little cliché, I think.
2: Mine's cliché, too. It's just from 89. It's Goodfellas. I think it's the best movie of the decade.
0: Oh, man. I might have to change my fucking boat. What
2: was yours? Sarah Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> well, you know, one or the other. They're very actually, if you if you look at those movies, they're very very similar in <laughs> theme and tone. <laughs> <laughs> I do love this film. So. You I know that scene where uh, where uh, Ferris beats Cameron to death with a baseball bat is. Stuff. It's riveting stuff. Your edge, edge of your seat stuff. <laughs> you know what? I I do like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I actually watched it recently. I rewatched it, and uh, I, I felt it held up pretty well. Although, I mean, like he he is a dick. You know, I mean, it's three super-privileged people hanging out with each other and taking advantage of um, life, you know, because they can't afford to, you know. So, but it's, it's at the same time, it's still funny. Jennifer Grey gives a fucking incredible performance. Yeah. Um, how about that, that dirty dancing that Jennifer Grey was in with Patrick Swayze? Okay, A... It's not a good movie and it's not a bad movie. But I feel like you're watching um, a pedophile seduce a young girl against a Jewish doctor's wishes. Like, if, if, I, if I were to write a, be asked to write a description for TV Guide, that's exactly what I would have put. 26 <laughs> year old guy fucks a 16 year old girl. Against her Jewish father's wishes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dirty dancing, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I just had something good to say, and
2: I let you keep talking, and I interrupt you, and I forgot it,
0: motherfucker.
2: That's why we should never have open dialogues. We should just always talk over each other, <laughs> and the, the world would be a better place. Um, we'd never understand where each other was coming from, but we'd always be able to say what we were thinking. Exactly. Huh. What well,
0: What were you just talking about? <laughs> I was talking to... about
2: dirty dancing and the oh, yeah. fact that it veered dangerously close to pedophilia, in my in my estimation, at least. Um, Yeah, girls love it so much Because it's
0: like I was thinking of a movie I was thinking of a movie Uh, What do you think uh, Is
2: The best movie of the 90s Oh, well that was a deep thought And it it came out of left field as well (laughs) (laughs)
0: No, I, I was going to say, this is what I was going to say. I was going to say I, have you ever seen uh, like a staged version of fucking um, Long Day's Journey in the Night?
2: I have never seen a staged version of it. And I'll tell you what, I had never even seen a film version of it. And then one day I was at the library and. Um, i I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to read this play because I've always heard it's good, but I've also heard it's almost it's not very rational to perform it. You, it only has to be on Broadway because it's like five hours long. Right. so um, I read it, and it is the most gut-wrenching fucking thing I've ever read. Yeah. It's just brilliant and sad and funny. And terrifying, yeah. you know just the way that uh, the everyone's various addictions and how they put up with each other because they love each other, but they're it's claustrophobic, and they do mean things to each other and it, it but, and it's uh, mostly humorless, but the humor's cutting, and it's just like it's just so fucking good, and you know that was based on his real life, he was writing yeah. Eugene O'Neill was writing about his, his uh, real life. His mother was an actual morphine addict, you know? And his father was a, a cheap old vaudevillian guy, you know, who had made a little bit of cash, but not enough to really, to really support this faux lifestyle they were supposedly living. And um, so, I mean, he uh, refused to, when he was alive, uh, produce it. Yeah. Uh, and and then when he died, he had some sort of caveat where it could be published but not performed, and the powers that be at the time, whatever that was, they were just like, nope, we're gonna perform it. He's dead, you know. So yeah. against his better wishes, it was performed. But thank God it was because a lot of I think a lot of families can kind of like look at that and go, okay, well this is. One of the, I think it was originally performed in '55 or '56, like right after he died, and yeah. it was like it was like, well, a lot of families can can understand this kind of internal drama and stress and um, dysfunction. Yeah. And so it was an important, such an important play. So yes, I, I have, I only have read it, and then I and then I went and I watched the. Uh, Katherine Hepburn movie and they just butchered it. I mean it wasn't that the parts that were there were good. Right. But I mean they they cut two hours out of it. So like yeah. I mean what the fuck. I saw I actually
0: saw it on Broadway with mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Spacey and um What's that uh, like? Kind of chubby guy who died of an overdose, famous actor in the eighties and nineties, blonde hair. Oh,
2: he uh, fucking a! Yes, yes, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, him. I saw him. Yeah. Him and uh,
0: the first guy I mentioned was it? The like pedof- the, the other pervert guy. Oh, Kevin Spacey.
2: Yeah, Kevin Spacey in that play. I mean, that's, that's like, a, that's one of those things you were lucky enough to just witness that. Because, and you mean, know, you also own, how also saw
0: Iceman Cometh with Philip Seymour Hoffman.
2: Oh, my God. Okay. So, same thing. There is no Iceman Cometh. Um, so, a few years later, uh, there's, there were a couple TV versions of Iceman Cometh. And it was the same thing. But this was a play that he intentionally wrote and produced. And same idea, it's like four hours long um, <clears throat> why'd you say there is no- I could only pardon why'd you say there is no iceman cometh? Oh, there is no iceman cometh made for the the the, the screen oh, right, it was just right. no, never I'm- yeah it it was just never made I mean it's um I'm not saying it's unfilmable. I think at the time the subject matter was unfilmable um it's funny, was, that was another one. That on Broadway. Yeah, what well, you see it with uh Dunahe or
0: uh yeah yeah. He was really good yeah. as a father. Uh, and I uh, think folks
2: can go with the son. Were you talking about the Iceman Cometh or are you talking about Death of the Salesman? Iceman Cometh. Okay, okay. The one in the bar, set in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And, the, and then The Estranged Son or whatever. Yeah, and I think that was Philip Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and uh, it, it's such a good play uh, just from reading it, but um, I could understand how it would challenge audiences because the whole point is these people are just saying the same things to each other over and over and over again because yeah, they're making right. a point about Lost souls uh in, in that are alcoholic. And then right, everyone yeah. says, Tomorrow I'm gonna do this and then you have to watch them for an hour and a half not do everything but what they were said said they were gonna do. <laughs> right. You know? And, and, and so I mean it really is fucking challenging, but actually reading it, I fucking thought it was absolutely and utterly brilliant. But this guy is a fucking uh to, to call him a nihilist is to be like uh giving him a compliment, I guess, right <laughs> he's a yeah. depressing guy it's like who it's like well, if you were to say uh who do you want to uh have dinner with? They could be living or dead. I'd be like, it doesn't matter as long as it's not Eugene O'Neill because fuck <laughs> that guy
0: <laughs>
2: didn't he, wasn't he like in World war two? You know, I'm not sure. It's like he was living around that era, but I feel like maybe even by World War II he was a little old, because he started. I think, I he, think started he started doing. Started doing his, his, <coughs> maybe World War One. I. I think he started his. Uh, let's see. Maybe he. I think that I'm trying to think. No, I think he was a little, because I, I feel that like long journeys day and tonight was set in 1910. And his, uh, the character of him uh, was like already twenty three, so right. I mean, that wouldn't add up that he would be in World War Two, but maybe World War One for sure. Uh, yeah, he was in. No, it says he was in World War Two. Okay, well, maybe I got all that all mixed up. But, uh when when was he born?
0: Um february tenth, nineteen nineteen.
2: Oh, okay, so maybe he just set the play earlier. Yeah. Because because uh that play is set like in nineteen ten. I'm almost certain. Yeah, I yeah,
0: is his little name Walter you know? I'm trying to I
2: didn't out. ask him.
1: Fuck you. I thought you wouldn't know. <laughs>
2: I mean, do you know what? There there was a, actually a uh a day the other I was thinking, what's my what was my father's middle name? I couldn't even remember it.
1: <laughs>
2: so, Eugene O'Neill. Uh. Uh, oh wait, No, I think this is a different Eugene O'Neill.
0: <laughs>
2: you know, there's so many of them. They're always popping up right in plays.
0: What? Born October 16th, 1988 was the guy.
2: Well, that's so, yeah. definitely not him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was
2: reborn. <laughs> <laughs> he can walk on water and write. now he's writing 18-hour plays.
0: Wait, so was he born in 88 or 18 no? I think he was
2: born in Oh, I think you, oh, you
3: said
2: 1988 Oh, okay, okay Yes, he was Yes, yes, because he died, you know, like in 1954 or something So, yeah 53. So, yeah, so that was actually perfect. Yeah, that, he was playing himself, like, when he was writing, you know, the, the play took place in 1910. He was a 23-year-old kid or whatever, just out of yeah. um, college.
0: <clears throat> oh, yeah, he died, like, right after World War II. But
2: I wonder if he served in World War One, maybe. I
0: don't know. Probably not.
2: I think that, didn't they have the thing where the one kid, I don't, I'm not sure if it was... Uh, if it was supposed to be... Because there was the two brothers, right? I don't know if it was him, but one of them had, like, asthma or something like that. But I don't know. Not me either. I mean... My favorite right, playwright what? is... Uh... Oh, go ahead.
0: ahead. No, who's your favorite playwright?
2: What? Who's your
0: favorite playwright? Go
2: ahead. No, it's just by leaps and bounds it's Tennessee Williams. Oh, yeah, he's good. Oh, I mean, good is like the understatement of the century. You've never had, there's never been a run by anyone except for maybe uh, Quentin Tarantino of and I know I'm, I'm marrying supposedly high and low art or whatever. But There's never been a run that anyone has ever had that was that successful um, for that many years. You know? Yeah. And then as soon as Tennessee Williams slipped up a little bit, so Glass Menagerie comes out, I'm going to say like maybe in 1937, right? And... Uh, His last uh, major respected play is Night of the Guana, and that's like maybe 1965. And so you're looking at, I mean, do the math, uh, almost 30 years of classic after classic after classic after classic. And then he starts slipping a little bit, just a little bit, but he's also changing his style And the mainstream media attacked him and savaged him and essentially killed him, you know, just calling him a hack and a has-been. And it's like, Jesus Christ, can't you even be fucking nice to this guy who changed the theater forever? You know, and not only that, but changed uh, America. You know, Mm -hmm. just the way we dealt with sex and the way we dealt with uh, femininity, the way we dealt with masculinity. I mean... You couldn't get – he was an impressionist, but the impressions that he was drawing couldn't have been more honest and open about where we were as people. And I think he actually and changed accurate. the world. Yeah, and accurate, yeah. And I think he changed the world and made it a better place, not a worse place. Mm. Um, it just wasn't – so, yeah, I mean, just whatever they did to him for the last fucking 12 years of his life makes me fucking sad. But I guess that's so what happens, know, too. Like, what, what, what happened?
0: Did he have, like, some... Was he, like, a pedophile? Did he, like, fuck an underage girl or something? I don't know what happened.
2: Well, no, he was... I mean, 10 Williams was gay. So if he was going to fuck uh, anyone underage, it would be a boy. But, um, no, they just kind of, like... It's one of those things where, I guess if you're... I can understand both... The the vitri- It was the vitriol with how they attacked him you know, that wasn't right. But well, well, um, what were they attacking him over is my question. Like, what
0: were they saying? Like,
2: you get out of you here, know. or? No, 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 <laughs> no. They were saying he was just, there was a little bit of a, um, I think him and Albie were maligned a little bit in the late 60s. There was a, a pretty famous uh, a Time Magazine article um, that was essentially saying that they were they were both Uh, trying to undermine um, heterosexual relationships in America through their plays, right? And at the time, uh, they were both having a dip in popularity. Well, Edward Albee was able to ride that out and then be um, incredibly successful uh, through the 70s with a few different plays. Um, Tennessee Williams was not... But Tennessee Williams was also. Wait, did Edward did, Edward, yeah. did Edward Albee write a Zoo Story? Yeah, that was his. That was like his first thing that he wrote, and that was yeah. like in '56 or something like that. '55, '56. Yeah, um, but college. Tennessee Williams had him beat by well over a decade, well, uh, fifteen years, you know. So, well, uh-huh. um, yeah. but uh, so I guess maybe you know it's just a question of when you're a major talent, you can only do it for so long. Yeah. And uh, Tennessee Williams did it, but he wanted to keep on doing it. But the whole thing was, um, so yeah, there was that little slight bit of homophobia that was still existing in the country, even, among, even amongst the cultural elite at the time. You know? Right. Um, and so I think it destroyed him. It didn't help him that he was an alcoholic. And always had been, and things were just crumbling after decades of drinking too much. Right. But, um, but also it can't help when you write a play, you know, he did a couple, couple things. He did one called like Red Craft Warnings, which apparently is being, it was out in like 68, which apparently is being reassessed as being a brilliant fucking play. And they savaged him for it, you know, because it well, was kind of like a vignette thing. So, um, you know, whatever. No one could take away what he had. But what's annoying is that they tried to, at the time, say, just because he's writing writing something in 1974 as a 64-year-old man that isn't as good as Glass Menagerie. Well, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? It's like these fucking uh, critics go fuck yourself. What What have any of them ever done or gone on to do? You know? Yeah. So. Well, yes, I guess you talk to a gay about Tennessee Williams and things get serious. <laughs> I was about to take out my lance. I was about to take off my kid gloves and slap somebody. Sure. You still there? Yeah. All right. And what are you doing over there?
1: Mm.
2: There. Okay. What? I'm reading an
0: unpopular opinion.
2: Okay. <clears throat> Whose opinion is it? <clears throat> and it's. Um, <clears throat> Dead air is also unpopular. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? I'm reading Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. I'll be right back. (laughs) I want to be able to talk about how women behaved in the Victorian area.
0: All right, so this post is called Capitalism Makes People Miserable.
2: Okay, so. But it doesn't. It doesn't fucking bread lines makes people miserable. What the fuck? I just want to take this person, and I want to choke them to death with my bare hands.
0: Right. There are a lot of fucking people I'll... that live below the poverty line in this country. And from paycheck So what the fuck, fuck does
2: that mean? So, what we, so, uh, so, uh, so reverting to communism is going to help these people get above the poverty line? Has that ever no, worked in the entire course of human history? It's not about reverting to communism. There's other
0: fucking things that you can do. There's like like there's once that like a bill that's out there that's like, just give everybody in the country like four thousand dollars a month. Just give it to them.
2: Oh, that's all you gotta do? <laughs> that's I mean, like, I, mean yeah. I would take it. I would take yeah. it, but that's like such such pie in the sky stuff. Here's the thing what they need to do is they need to fucking figure out a way to do rent control in a in a grand way that's not going to make people not want to build things but here's here's the thing it's like I can't I can afford everything except rent because rent is so fucking out of control and it's just like it used to be even, like, 25 years ago. It was just like, oh, rent was just, lived like, in New York it was literally.
0: I 18 years. I fucking know your fucking plight, dude. hmm
2: Yeah, you know, but so, like, I agree with that. I agree with that, but, like,
0: so when I first capitalism. got there in 2000, I was paying, like, $850 a month for a studio apartment that fit one twin bed, one love seat, I think that's it, and then
2: and that was that, considered super expensive back then,
0: yeah. It was super expensive, super yeah. Expensive back it was like, like 2000, um,
2: uh-huh.
0: yeah. It was fucking nice. And so, what would
2: that same apartment be now? I would, $1, guess $1. yeah, probably 1921. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's fucking crazy. And here's the thing that bothers me, and I'm, agreeing, I'm actually like sideways agreeing with you, is that then when you – okay, so a poor person has to pay that 19 or 21 but then if you can afford to pay 35 then suddenly you've got a great fucking apartment. You know what I'm saying? It right. drives you up a wall. Yeah. There's
0: in New York that fucking pisses me off. Here's what they do. they have buildings at least in Brooklyn they do they have buildings huh. where um some of the apartments are rent controlled and some of them are free market so yeah, how do they figure that
2: yeah. out it was just is it just like how people like i
0: think like yeah i I think that uh, I don't know, I think if it's like vacant for a certain amount of time or something they can like take it off rent I don't know exactly the law or whatever but for some reason, and I didn't know anything about rent control or fucking anything when I moved in, you know, I was like, oh, it's a nice building on a nice street. But, like, but I had always
2: heard about rent control when I was a kid, you know, like I, that was a thing that it was a thing that happened in Manhattan, especially. But yeah,
0: so but like what I found out is that with Santa Farmer, I was paying like $800 a month for these people were paying like 150, you know, and it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh-huh. all night long was like this loud fucking music like loud bass music and I'm not stereotyping but like the building was mostly like poor black people and there was like always mm-hmm. like fucking food in the hallways and shit and just like fucking nasty as shit but it wasn't like that when I went and looked at it you know like I, don't know, I guess I cleaned up that day but just the fucking music, like the music was so fucking loud, I can't even tell you, I was like driving me crazy, and I'm not like calling the cops or anything like that, but
2: I'm not like a bitch,
0: you were just, but, yeah, going,
2: You were having a crack up, yeah Yeah,
0: but like so like, that's when I learned about like, I was like, how are these motherfuckers you know, like uh, oh, okay, they're on rent control so there's like a two year wait on every fucking rent control apartment just like my fucking uh, ex my ex-wife, my, my baby mama,
2: her whole that fucking bitch. family. bitch. Yeah. Well, her. her <laughs> I can say no, it. You can't. Um.
0: But like, her whole family lived in the same one-bedroom apartment for like. Still today they do, except for she just moved to New Jersey with her new man. But like, well, all that was the little
2: thing about it.
0: And they still like as an apartment they had like since they were born, you know that her mom had got I think with the, maybe her yeah. man. And, at the then, time and then
2: and then they uh, leave it to generations, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it keeps the rent control going. Yeah, uh-huh. is, sure uh huh. Which is maybe like, that there. needs to be like readdressed, uh, but in a grander screen, a grander scheme of rent control for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Because that to me is that to me is really the biggest problem with the, with with what's going on financially for people is uh, it's it's almost impossible to pay your rent and then um, if the rent was lower you could have people need to be able to go out and have dinner and see a movie I mean what the fuck we're in America right you know what I'm saying and yeah. you shouldn't have to have you shouldn't have to get an extra job to do that. Yeah. So uh, the rents or, at this
0: point are. Or like, it'd be crazy to take a week's vacation away somewhere.
2: You know. Oh, imagine that. Well, but people will never be able to do that unless they're, you know, uh, part, uh, you know, part of a, a corporate thing or whatever. But <clears throat> uh, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree a, a wholeheartedly. You know. Yeah, um, yet at the same time, uh, uh, complete socialism is not the answer. I mean, it's just absolutely not the answer. It just kind of made me increase tax rates and stuff that as a Democrat, a lifelong, I used to call myself a capital D Democrat. Um, I'm for, you know, but I'm just not for whatever this shits that's going on today, you know, t- tear it all down sort of stuff.
0: What about like the what about like look at like country like Switzerland? I mean, I granted
2: they have a lot fewer people, but yes, look that, it. that. It's more than granted. It's just like a conversation stops because they can, you know, uh, if Vermont, you know, was suddenly its own state, they could do whatever they wanted. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, that's kind of like, but we have this, you know vast expanse uh we're just our country is just so fucking giant you know and there's so much money uh pumping in through different uh schemes and ideas and uh corporations and there's got to be a better way that we can be living just slightly better you know to where uh people on the cusp of poverty uh can live just slightly better, and that's all they're asking, slightly better. And one of those ways would be if we fucking figured out a way to control rent to where everyone was just paying.
0: There's no way that's going to happen without, like, the federal government stepping in. Never.
2: Well, of course, and occasionally the federal government does have to step in. It's better for the federal government to step in than to tear down the fucking federal government, and and then what happens? You know, if if, I'm all about it, I'm I'm okay with with a little bit of social democracy, as long as it's uh, level headed, even headed um, and it's done in the right way. And we just need to fucking get back. We need to stop with all this fucking distraction and get back to how do we help people that are struggling? You know? Yeah. And that's the thing that's hard to... That's the thing that's actually hard to do because they don't want to do that. They would just rather have talking points, you know? Right. And to have black people angry at white people and white people angry at black people is exactly what they fucking want. I mean, because from day believe, one...
0: those people believe... Those are the people that believe that 100% wholeheartedly that... Uh, god damn it um.
2: well, I mean, they believe lots of different things I, I i just think that like they're trying to make um a schism in the American public so that Business can run as usual. I mean the fucking businesses are running as usual. The billions of dollars are being made. They're being yeah, untaxed. So, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I
0: remember what I was gonna say. I was like, those are the same people that like look at like the poor people, the homeless people on the street and be like, Why don't they just pull themselves up by the bootstraps? You know, get a job. Get like you know, like not to mention like probably I would say what 60 70% of the homeless population has some sort of mental problem
2: well here's the thing we fucking used to have we used to understand as a society that certain people go crazy there's a certain amount of the population these motherfuckers go crazy right i might be on the verge of one of those people
1: <laughs> you know
2: so they used to they used to have like all of these different like you know insane asylums <laughs> And that was just part of, like, the public service, right? So there weren't fucking people hanging out on the road. Because a cop would go, why are you living on the road? And the guy would go, because I want to live on the road. And he'd go, you're fucking crazy. I'm going to put you in this fucking insane asylum." right? <laughs> Which really should, if you think about it, that's not an antiquated notion. I agree with that fucking cop, right? But no. for some reason, in the, in the 60s and 70s, and apparently it was because – it was literally because – and I tell you, I've, I've, I've always mistrusted conservatives. It makes me very, very uncomfortable that uh, uh, in certain issues I'm sidling up, you know, uh, you know, by them because I still distrust them. But, um, you know, because those, those were the guys that were like, ah, we don't need these insane asylums. And then, you know, and then the you know, politics and strange bedfellows and all this stuff, the ACLU saying, well, you can't just lock someone up. What if they want to live on the street? You know, we live in a free country. And, and of course, you know, fucking like Richard Nixon would be like, oh, yeah, that that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. We don't have to pay for it, you know. We can make a do a tax cut. So, so yeah, so we have a system that was, I don't know, I I imagine it was barbaric in certain ways because they were giving people fucking... (laughs) <laughs> shock I mean, really, if you go back to the 50s, shock treatment, but like, uh, oh, they'd be like, well, she's acting, she's acting up, let's give her, let's give her an enema, like, you know, not, not even things that made sense, you know, but it, was a, it, but it was a different time, but we could get back to that point where it's just like, hey, dude, if you want to live on the street, you, you can't, and we're not going to put you in jail but we're going to take you to a place and get you medicated to where you don't, you don't want to live on the street. Cause it's not natural to want to live on the street. You know, maybe if you're fucking uh, Henry David Thoreau, it's natural to want to live in the woods. And you know what? No one has to see you in the woods. You can shit in the woods like a fucking bear. But when you're <laughs> shitting on the fucking public sidewalk, that's a different story. Yeah. You know, it apparently like, California, the entire coast up the uh, Pacific Coast Highway, the entire place is just like overrun by homeless people because it's a temperate area, you know. And it's just like every person with a mental issue, and the same thing was going on in the '60s, to be frank, you know. Uh, So we're we're kind of living. I told my mom the other day. I was like, it's like we're living through the '60s, really, in a way that's incredibly transparent. Um it's just like everyone's pretending that the 60s didn't happen so they don't have to learn anything from it. You know what I mean? It's like we went through all this shit before. We were going through it. It was called the 60s, you know? But they had good music, and we don't have it. You know what I mean? We have the drugs. You can find them. We just don't have good music. Right. the only thing that we're missing. Well, I mean,
0: in all fairness, that we might have good music. I wouldn't know because I never listen to it, so I don't know. I don't know if you are ever exposed to it. I, I am not.
2: My, I like anywhere uh-huh. I go. I look at my Spotify playlist, and that's it. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's like might as well be living in a tin can. I got you, but I don't. I just don't think so. I, I, be very doubtful that. Uh, some of the things that the kids that I work with have played for me, I listen to and I think, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I think, are you are you like functionally literate? What's
1: going? on? What the
2: fuck? And I'll just be like, yeah, I had I took her in the can, uh, and then I was a man. And they're like, isn't that clever? And I'm like, no, it's not clever he was fucking struggling for a rhyme and it's a three fucking word
1: <laughs>
0: oh my
2: god so yeah I mean maybe maybe there is some something going on with indie music or something where people are but I mean if you think about it everyone's so terrified right now it's uh, that like, I don't know. the thing about the, the late '60s, which, which is differential, they were as radical as the radicals that are dealing right now, d- we're dealing with right now, but they were also pushing back against um, what they viewed as just you know, general-based censorship. So their sense of humor was fantastic, right? So it's like, well, you can go a long way if you've got a good sense of humor, no matter what you're peddling, even if it's radical. But if you're radical and you don't have a sense of humor, that's just fucking terrifying. Right. Don't you think? I mean just no, fucking I, terrifying.
0: Yeah, no, I agree totally.
2: Well, we're getting on uh should we start singing to each other? <laughs> what was the song? <laughs> we're getting on two hours, dude. Okay. Uh, what was it Uh, it's not uh, oh you are my sunshine alright you are my sunshine my only sunshine you keep me happy when skies are gray no
0: that's very sweet damn it
1: (laughs)
2: You were just post this thing back to me In a way that would make you feel Sexually uncomfortable And then we would end the podcast Uh, (laughs) A surveillance camera caught Joe
0: Biden Giving money to a homeless person This wasn't a photo op
2: of course it was. Are you fucking kidding me? I, are it's you fucking camera. kidding me? A surveillance... Yeah, I, I, they probably said, Hey, Joe, there's a surveillance, there's a surveillance camera under there. Um, it's going to take a picture of you giving this guy uh, a few bucks. I mean, what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? And it's not like... And what does that even mean? I mean, how many times have you given a homeless person money? I give people, homeless people money all the fucking time. doesn't mean that I'm qualified to be president of the United States.
1: <laughs>
2: it means that I was actually asking the homeless person if they'd come back with me to have a night of sex.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and Biden was probably doing something similar. He's like, hey, do you got a daughter? You got a daughter in that camp over there? <laughs> but, but I mean like are you fucking kidding me with that? That's absolutely bullshit. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolute bullshit. Okay, what
0: are you, like what's your thought right now on like late night um T V news shows? I don't watch watch them No. Yeah. Do you? No, I don't. Like I don't like I'm not really a fan of John Oliver.
2: No, they're they're all ridiculous. They've all jumped the shark. They're uh, there was a time, uh and again, this I guess this is the whole point of the podcast, but there was a time where uh, the Daily Show was fucking a uh, a beacon of what seemed to be truth through humor. And right, exactly. the thing about the Daily the thing about the Daily Show in its early years was it was fucking eviscerating everyone. Yeah. You know, it just at, at the time, you know, you got fucking George uh W. Bush in there. Yeah. You know? So, and he was just so absolutely awful that the stories just told themselves. Yeah. Um, but now, no, I, can't, I, I just can't watch it because it's like anti-humor. It's like uh, I'm, I'm trying to get, even And this kills me, James, more than anything has ever killed me.
1: <laughs>
2: um. It's really hard to watch Saturday Night Live, and and it's still got Lauren Michaels in there. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's caved to to so much pressure, and why he would care at his advanced age. You think now would be when he would say, "No, we're a politically incorrect show. We always have been." You know, Look, that's what that's we, that's
0: we do. A pretty good job of roasting Trump, don't you?
2: Yeah, but they do a terrible job of roasting um, the Democrats. A terrible job, and the yeah, but Trump's last... fucking
0: president right now. Who they gonna? I mean, they did the Democratic debate. I mean, I remember doing that. I mean, the roasting fucking Trump. Trump is like, like if they're not roasting Trump right now, you're not doing it right. You know, that's what I feel. Like every fucking well, week, like the writers of Saturday Night Live must be like holy shit this guy's, like shitting out gold
2: well i i have you been watching it for the last couple of years i'm uh, just talking I, about i'm i'm not talking about sir live it, to me was never necessarily political right now world, I, uh, they, I think um uh, we can update. Is on point
0: and hilarious. Make an update ever. is
2: fantastic. And if you watch who gets um, uh, eviscerated by Twitter every fucking week, is they, you know, fire Colin Jost, fire Michael Che. It's because those two people are the only people on the fucking show that actually are um, funny, uh, irreverent. You know what I mean? They're irreverent, they don't yeah. give a fuck. They'll make fun of anything. So I agree with you that that moment of the show, that 20 minutes is the best uh, part of the show. But they can't even do, they don't even do sketches anymore that are even bordering on crossing any kind of line. It's really embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch. And, and I am a tr- tried and true Sarah Night Live fanatic. There's never been, except for the first, like, Fucking thirteen seasons of the nineteen eighty season. There's never been a time where I thought it was even bad, ever, ever,
0: you except for 13... the last
2: couple seasons.
0: Do you mean thirteen episodes of the nineteen eighties?
2: <laughs> no, no, thirteen. Okay, when they when they moved over, there was like thirteen episodes in nineteen eighty. That were really, really bad. Uh it was yeah, when they the, the first cap everybody left, you know. And they were really it. bad. And then thirteen seasons. Oh, God. oh I'm sorry, thirteen episodes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah and like and is that it, one like uh, Belushi and um
2: They all left, yeah. Yeah. Belushi and Ackroyd left uh in seventy 78, the, the 78, 79 season was their last season. There was an extra season with Lauren Michaels and Bill Murray and uh, Lorraine Newman and Gilda Radner. And then they added Paul Schaefer and um, Al Franken and uh, the, uh, Paul uh, Schaefer. <clears throat> and it was a great season. It was a, probably even one of their best seasons, you know, but then Lauren Michaels left and they hired all these new people Joe Piscovo was there, Gilbert Gottfried was there, um, but whatever, they were just like, this show was so bad, you can watch it, for those, like, first, like, 12 or 13 episodes, I mean, so bad, like, they, they would be doing a sketch, and you wouldn't hear a laugh, like, it was that bad. (laughs) You'd think that accidentally, you would come up with a good sketch. Right. Um... But then they fired the producer, and they hired another person. Uh, D- Dick Ebersole came in, and uh, Eddie Murphy came on, and, like, they were, like, backs fucking swinging. 82, that was a great season. 83, great season. Um, yeah. 84, the best season, with fucking uh, um, Billy Crystal and uh, Martin Short and Chris Guest. I mean, it was fantastic. Dude, and they, yeah, yeah. So... But yeah, I mean, I think the last two seasons have been very, very disappointing. And sure. the whole thing is, it's literally they, their, their whole. If you watch the original five seasons of Saturday Night Live, they were not a liberal show at all. They were like literally eviscerating um, feminism and the gay rights movement, and like it was literally more like uh, guys what that were drinking beer and, huh? What show are you talking about? Still live. That's Oh okay. Okay, I thought you were talking
0: yeah, about yeah the first.
2: Show.
0: The oh, first like first five
2: game. seasons. Oh yeah. I mean it's it's uh there are cringe worthy moments when you watch when you watch the first five seasons. Yeah. Um, because they were trying to just be rock and roll, and rock and roll is not buying uh what the current idea of how to live is. It's actually being the exact opposite of that. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: So, uh, so I remember the documentary I was talking about. Um, it's about, I, I don't know, I think it's in, like, California or, like, Nevada or someplace like that. There is this whole, like, subculture... Of people that live in this like group of underground tunnels. Have you heard of these people?
2: No, I don't. I have never heard of those people. Oh. <laughs> why are you so angry about I it? Mean, and it? well, because it makes me angry. I was like, I don't want to meet these people. I don't know why they're down there, but they piss me off. <laughs>
0: It's like they're all basically homeless, and they built this whole little city, like in these abandoned underground tunnels. Or I oh, think good maybe for them! And they all have like their own little section, and they build out your little house in it,
2: everything, and like little doors and stuff. And they go to church on Sunday. <laughs> Could you imagine if, like, we we go down there in fifty years and it's like the 1950s? <laughs> Everything's <laughs> perfect. It's like they're
0: little like people uh,
1: the they're
2: like little oh little people, my people. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're, they're like, they, like they, they they you you knock on the manhole cover and they open it up and you're like hey uh, what's going on down there and they're like oh the kids just went to the sock hop <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. And then they let like a feminist down there and just in, in another 80 years it's just a total chaos like Portland. <laughs> well. You gotta promise me
0: tonight like before, when we get done here you gotta go on uh, YouTube and uh, look up some um, weekend updates from recently. They're fucking hysterical, dude.
2: No, no, no. I, here's the thing. I'm telling you <clears throat> I have no, we have, already have this discussion. I have no problem with Justin and Shea. They're great. I'm saying the rest of the show um, is just abs- borderline unwatchable. You
0: know?
2: so, That's why I just wait for it to go on YouTube. And I, and I'm saying this as a fanatic of the show. A fanatic who's never thought there were really bad seasons. Um, I've watched every season. So it's not like you go Oh well you liked it when you were younger Because it's not No I'm fucking 45 I liked it when I was fucking 23 I liked it when I was 30 I liked it when I was 35 I, I just have not liked it the last couple seasons
0: Yeah So did you know that In fact there are still people who think That um, Sandy Hook was fake
2: Uh Really?
3: <laughs>
2: You're going for the three hour, aren't you? I can't do it. We're at two hours. <laughs>
1: we sing singing our ready. goodnight
2: song to each other four times. Uh, I cannot we're do three ready. hours. We're almost I just don't think do it. it's, I just don't think it, I really think that we have had about an hour and 15 minutes of, not even, if we were to go three hours, we'd have an hour and 15 minutes of quality. Um, uh, but of course there are people that think that Sandy Hook is fake there are people that think that 9-11 is fake there are people that think that the earth is fucking flat I mean I don't know what to tell you um, pe- they should be allowed to have those ideas I, because they're so off the wall who gives a fuck it's like you know when they went against Alex Jones who gives a fuck that guy's a fucking idiot it would be like you know uh going after Jerry Springer's, which they did. I don't, I, you know what I'm saying, though? It's like the, the, the same level of entertainment. I mean, it's uh, Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook. I mean, I understand it's in bad taste to say that it's a, um, a conspiracy because there are mothers and fathers who lost their five-year-old kids. So I understand. That's just in bad taste. But it's but also like, a bad taste that pe- people were denying the fucking Holocaust, where we still have people that are alive that were a part of the Holocaust. I just know, like why then. they
0: think it was fake. Like, what would be the point behind faking it? Like, what? Uh, I, mean, the,
2: I I think because the, uh, it was a like a, a I guess the idea would be it would be a grab at their guns, right? If if we could. Have this idea that all of these children were murdered in preschool. Um, then definitely, there's going to be gun legislation. They'll take your guns away. Um, I guess that would be the idea. I mean, it must have come from somewhere. I mean, most most uh, conspiracy theories have a threat of truth somewhere. Yeah. So maybe uh, somebody mm. lied about something. You know, but I mean, you've got dead bodies. I. I don't know what to say. You know? I mean, it was absolutely awful. I'm not for... uh, I'm actually, you know, pro-Second Amendment. I I just... We need to figure out... Again, this kind of rolls back to when we were talking about how there are no such things as insane asylums anymore.
3: Mm Right.
2: You know? So we have people running around killing mass amounts of people. You know, people just are always falling through the system. So this you know. is from
0: Wikipedia about uh, the
2: Sandia conspiracy.
0: One of them is claims broadcast by Iranian television. This is Press TV, the official state media outlet of Iran, has promoted various anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, blaming Israeli death squads for the shooting. Press TV interviewed Veterans Today website Gordon Duff who quoted Michael Harris, a former a former Republican candidate for governor of Arizona, who made the Israeli death squad's claim. Well. Wow. Harris has publicly associated with neo-Nazi groups in the past and has previously claimed that Israel was responsible for the 2011 Norway attacks. Duff asserted that the attacks were an act of revenge. All right, that's crazy. I already not remember that. But here's Alex Jones' Well,
2: names. Yeah, I, you know what? And there, there is so much. There's a one thing that's really bizarre to me, is that there seems to be, um, especially on the left, uh, an uptick of anti-Semitism, which I don't fucking understand for a second. And did I tell you the story? What story? Okay. So uh, Jill looks up our name, and we it never occurred to us. But now we're in the modern age. And so we look up our name, uh, derivation, Yankee, uh, in Google, it turns out it is a German-Jewish name. Oh, really? Right? Yes. So So I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, I've been half-Jewish this this entire (laughs) fucking time. (laughs) <laughs> and I never knew it. I always loved the Jews. I, do you remember James? My like predilection towards Bob Dylan and Woody Allen. I was fucking a fanatic. I yeah, was just like everything about everything Jewish. I fucking actually, loved.
0: I actually love the dreidel song.
2: Well, a dreidel, 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 a dreidel. We would play. Yes, of course. I used to sing it. <laughs> maybe, we could, maybe we could Instead of we can open with "You Are My Sunshine" and close with the dreidel song. <laughs> Uh, oh, so, it's,
3: listen,
2: uh, this, so, it's, so it, Yeah. No,
0: this is gonna get crazier. I'm gonna get to the, this is the Alex Jones' claims. In September 2014, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, who runs the website Infowars, which had previously claimed that the murders were a false flag attack, a, attack perpetrated by the government, made a new conspiracy claim that no one died at Sandy Hook Elementary School because the Uniform Crime Reports showed no murders in Newtown for 2012 and that all the victims were child actors. Quote, this claim is false and represents the FBI report. In reality, because the Connecticut State Police was the lead investigator after the attack, the Sandy Hook victims were included in Connecticut statewide records under state police miscellaneous rather than under the Newtown statistics.
2: So, yes, but I mean, this to me is like, Alex, Alex Jones, no one takes him seriously. He's like, um, it would be like if no one has ever took him seriously other than as a personality, right? So even though he was doing, uh, it would be literally like if we were talking about something, you know, he, he was never considered, he was never on Fox. It was InfoWars. It was, uh. I mean, did
0: he, he a have huge a big following?
2: following. I believe he yes, huge he following. did have a huge following. I totally get so it. So and... hey, check out
0: what a fucking
2: dick this guy is. Listen,
0: in November 2016, Erica L. Lafferty, daughter of Don Lafferty Hawksprung, the school principal who was shot and killed at Sandy Hook School, wrote open letters to then president elect Donald Trump, published in Medium and USA Today calling upon him to denounce Jones after Trump after Trump had appeared on Infowars during his presidential campaign and lavished praise on his presenter saying that the conspiracy theorists had an amazing reputation and pledging not to let him down on February 20th 2017 the Newtown School Board wrote to President Trump and urging him to recognize the murders of 26 people damn 26 people it's crazy at Sandy Hook and to remove your support. From anyone who continues <laughs> to insist that the tragedy was staged or not real. Trump did not respond to the letter. What a fucking dickhead this guy is. Well, you know, fucking I. Say these fucking people who fucking lost a fucking kid in like the most awful way you can imagine. Like at school one day, literally getting murdered by other fucking
2: kids with assault rifles. Absolutely. And I'm 100% on your side that it did occur and it did happen. But the thing about Trump not responding to it is because if he had to respond and apologize, it's a trap they're setting for him. And he realizes it. He They're setting traps for this motherfucker all the time. And I'll tell you what, he's not the best president we ever had. He is absolutely, utterly um, deficient in his ability to express himself. He has, I think, probably bipolar disorder, but he's not a guy that that thinks that um, fucking Sandy Hook actually happened. He's smart enough to to realize that if I have to answer to everyone saying, you have to say that he doesn't fucking know Alex Jones. He doesn't care about Alex Jones. So why should he have to negate what Alex Jones says? Because they're saying Alex Jones is the, the Republican idea of what happened. This guy's a fucking wild man. He he's like, couldn't be farther from a normal fucking Republican trying to fucking raise their family. You know what I'm saying? So like, Trump's in a weird space, too. Why shouldn't
0: you have to apologize? I think a lot more Americans identify with him than you think. Let me see. How big is Alex Jones' listenership? Should I put that? Is that a word? Okay, this is from a site called yougov.com. It says, Alex Jones Show is the 67th most popular radio program podcast and the 14th most
2: famous. Okay, so what does that mean? I don't know. Okay, my whole point is they're, they're I mean, always I trying to bait him with all this shit. They'll, they'll go, they'll go uh, do you want to say that uh, okay, there's a uh, white supremacist. Do you listen to, you listen to Howard Stern? I, I have also stopped listening to Howard Stern because he fucking, it's the same thing with, as SNL.
0: Really, I
2: think he's still. I mean, very I. Oh, do you? Yeah, I still, I still listen to him. I mean, he's a funny man. There's no two right. ways about it. Um, well, think about, it. think about like, his fucking like his collars like regularly.
0: Like the like the whack pack, I think the whack pack is like a very good uh, demographic of most of America.
2: Honestly, the. So- are you talking about the actual Whack Pack? Like the, yeah. but they don't even have the Whack Pack anymore. Like they don't have. Do they still have Wendy the retard and all those people? No, yeah, Wendy's
0: still there. Yeah, they still have Wendy. They still have, uh, like all the original actors. What's the crazy lady from Brooklyn? Oh,
2: um, yeah, I love her. Uh, Sarah. Wendy. Is it, Is it
0: Wendy?
2: No, Sarah. Sarah. What's her name? Sarah. No, Marianne from Brooklyn, yeah. Oh, Marianne, but, yeah. But, yeah, but like... Uh, my my thing is, uh, I don't know, i I, I, I listened to him a lot. They talk to Ronnie oh. a lot, actually, yeah. Uh, and
0: you
2: know you who's know, you know, on there a lot, too? Uh, J.D. Okay. J.D. Hermeyer. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, I I mean, I'm... I like I I spent a lot of my time listening to Stern. In fact, uh, occasionally I go. My my favorite era. I mean, it was it was a fucking sweet spot. But it was like 2004 through 2008 with Artie going through all the problems, and uh, you know, occasionally just fucking knocking out of the park. I mean, after Artie left, I I think this the Stern show died a little bit. I mean, that's just the way I feel. Yeah. And it was anyone on, on good terms or bad terms? You left on bad oh, ba- terms. Oh, right? extremely bad terms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I he guess was he had just up uh, by it. that was the problem. Yeah, he. Yeah, it was just like he had a long struggle with drugs, and like it's all there, documented, you know. But now, like, but I don't know. I love Howard. I will always Ralph love Howard. Ralph is still there. Ralph Yeah, but I don't like Ralph. I never liked Ralph. My, my thing is, I love Howard. I will always love Howard. Um, he's gone into... Uh, we, like You want to talk about a time where you could need Howard Stern? It would be now. And he's absolutely conspicuously silent about everything that's going on. Could you imagine oh, a I'm Howard talking, Stern... About,
0: fucking, I, dude, he fucking talks about Trump every fucking day and calls him fucking stupid. And
2: so it's about, it, like, we like don't have to virus. fucking worry about Trump right now. What we have to worry about is the fucking fact that our our fucking cities are being burnt down and everyone's just afraid to do shit about that. If you yeah, want to talk about, about, about that how every
0: fucking t- day, dude. He said, but he doesn't have the answers. But he brings it up every day. He talks about the fucking riots going on, the people burning shit down. And he has people calling and like has discussions about it. I'm saying he fucking talks about all that. He's very relevant right now. I'm telling you, you should fucking listen to him.
2: Okay, well, I don't have serious, but I would. Um, I I'll I mean, send you my serious. serious.
0: Huh? I'll send you my serious login. Okay. But they might get, these things I guess suspicious with like two IPs from two different states signing in.
2: No, it's like, holy shit, I'm uh, on vacation. <laughs>
1: Forever. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and maybe, like,
2: you've been on vacation back and forth for, for the last fucking three years? Yes. I, <laughs>
1: I'm a long saw my, driver. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm not fucking
2: And I kill yeah, a girl from New Jersey. You. I, every, <laughs> every every state I go to, I make sure she's from Jersey. And I <clears throat> fucking kill that bitch.
0: That like, it's crazy. you got to watch this show, man. They found so many fucking dead fucking ch- chicks out there. Like, on this one strip of beach that nobody ever knew
2: about. <laughs> Have you uh, so watched Hunter on Netflix? Yeah, I didn't
0: really get that into it though.
2: Well, start watching it again, you'll get into it. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just a it's a uh a two season long movie and it it's just absolutely fucking incredible. And at the uh, in the second season they go through the Atlanta murderer. Um and you want to talk about just carnage, you know. He he killed like 16 kids, you know.
0: Yeah. Wait, is that... uh, What's it called? Crime Hunter?
2: Mind Hunter. <laughs> Mind Hunter. Crime Hunter would be good, too. Be like, hey, did you... <laughs> did you just... Uh, hey, kid. Did you just... <laughs> I think this kid just stole a Clark bar. <laughs> and that would be like the entire episode. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, tune in hey, next week where Crime Hunter finds someone <laughs> pissing Against a tree
0: <laughs> no, like,
2: Honestly like Wouldn't
0: another good name for cops Be Crime Hunters like shouldn't we just Call them that <laughs>
2: Yeah, a, I'm a crime hunter. What do you do? I'm a crime crime hunter. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all right. I like fucking
0: drive around looking for fucking crimes.
2: Yeah. Yes, but it's a it's a it's a really good show. Um, and then it has you know I don't know, it, it's better when it's actually dealing with uh, uh the uh the, the 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 minds that they're hunting. You know what I'm saying, or the crimes that they're hunting. Um, but it's absolutely fantastic.
0: It's not real, right? Is it based
2: on on real? No, it's based on real people. It's loosely based on um, all of the people. uh, But it's like one of those things where they're like, you know how, like, I guess it was around 15 or 20 years ago, they just were like, we're not even going to say this is based on a true story. It's not, uh, legally, we can't do that anymore. So based on true events. And then they just play with... uh, The things the way they want to, but it's uh, true enough to where they're actually telling true stories of actual serial killers. Mm -hmm. Um, The wraparound of every um, show is the BTK, um, and what he was just getting away with for, I guess, thirty years or whatever, Um, and it's just absolutely bizarre. Like
0: a typewriter, right? Is that how
2: they caught him? Oh, well, I, I. Uh, I think it was DNA. Um, how they get, how they narrow it down to him? I don't. I don't exactly remember. And the whole thing was the, the well. The whole thing is the show's ongoing, and it's set in the seventies. So he's not going to be arrested until nineteen like ninety nine or whenever he was arrested, two thousand three or whatever it was. Um, but you're watching him. 2005. So you're watching him um stalk and kill his victims oh. in a completely separate separate so. aside from
0: So do you know how you've seen the whole series? Yes,
2: I've seen the whole series. So you know how he got caught, right? No, because the series isn't over yet. You know so. what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so he's um, just he's literally He's literally just like a peripheral character. And uh, they, they open up every third episode with him committing a crime. And uh-huh. you realize, okay, well, this is, now it's 1981. And this, it, uh-huh. it started out, it was like 76 or whatever. And you're like, okay, second uh, season, now it's 1981. The third season, now it's 1983. And you realize eventually they're going to get to when they arrest this motherfucker.
0: Right. <clears throat> so check but it out. The show so, like This is how he got caught So the, by 2004 The investigation of the BTK Killer was considered a cold case Then Raider Initiated a series of 11 communications to the local Media This blunder Dick. led directly to his arrest In 2005 In March 2004 The Wichita Eagle received a letter from someone Using the return address Bill Thomas Kilman. The author of the letter claimed that he had murdered Vicki Wegerly on September 16, 1986, and enclosed photographs of the crime scene and a photocopy of her driver's license, which had been stolen at the time of the crime. What a dumbass!
2: Well, I mean, it's it's the same thing as uh, that we've always heard. It's like. And that, and the show delves into this too. Is when you're committing crimes that you can't control. Even if you're a narcissist, right? You do know enough that you want to get caught. So you don't, um, I mean, you don't want to get caught. No, you do want to get caught no. because you feel bad after the you know the actual thrill kill is done. You know. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Blah, blah, blah. The guy that, oh, shit. What was his name? He was the whole first season. But um, he had killed a bunch of co-eds in California. And he was just like, uh, fuck, what was his name? But he was a really smart guy. And he felt terrible about it. It was all about uh, his mother. And he hated his mother, and he was killing, I guess, his mother every time he was killing these women. But he didn't want to do that anymore. And so he was just like, I was so smart that there was no way you guys could capture me. So he actually turned himself in, in a way. He just turned himself in. Um, So, like, uh, there's a chilling moment where, you know, they ask him, because they're doing, they're trying to, like, um, figure out. If we can uh, talk to all of these serial killers that are caught, we can get some kind of psychological evaluation, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's and it was Bundy, Wasn't Bundy like the first one they did? Uh, no, 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 they didn't do Ted Bundy. But, but uh, the point is, there was just one chilling moment where you know they're talking to the guy, and uh, and uh, you know he goes, "Well, yeah, I, I did kind of." Uh, give myself up and he goes well um and the guy goes well and if i didn't want to kill myself if i didn't want to give myself up there would be no way you guys could ever catch me and he goes and there are hundreds of people like me out there there's got to be yeah you know just uh, no num- just uh, by numbers
0: well, that's what this show so, was, I mean, I'm watching now is talking about. That there's like this fucking like trail of serial killers all across the country that nobody's like putting together and nobody's like figuring out how they're connected and they're like all along the fucking interstate highways and shit. It's crazy. Yeah. There's also uh, one thing I've watched like complete season, like every season of on. Um, since quarantine started, oh, what the fuck was it?
1: What the fuck facts of life?
0: No, what were we just talking
2: facts about? Of uh, facts of what life. Were we just talking, what were we just talking about? <laughs> we were talking about Mine Hunter, but I was I was thinking like maybe we were like we were gonna go back to a discussion about Joe.
0: Oh no no no. There's a really good show on Netflix about Ted Bundy. You should watch it.
2: It's awesome. It's really good.
0: It's like there a movie. There is a
2: movie. Oh, is that with the one with um, the cutie from High School Musical?
0: Yeah, I think so. What's his name? Yeah. yeah, no, you should watch it. He's pretty
2: hot in it. But I never found Ted Bundy to be that hot. They're always like, uh, gorgeous serial killer, Ted Bundy, and I'd look at him and I'd be like, I don't know, maybe that's 80s hot. I'm not sure. He looks like a guest star in fucking Murder, She Wrote. Like, you know, like one of those...
0: eyes. You have, like, piercing blue eyes. And it was, like, kind of like... Uh, He wasn't wasn't imposing in any way.
2: He wasn't, like, a big guy.
0: You see him battling with blue eyes.
2: You can never tell... Here's the thing, like, whenever they're, uh, you know, filming someone, you can never tell if someone's big or large. you got to be standing next to them to really tell. But it really doesn't take that much when you're beating uh, five foot two women to death. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it doesn't take that much power. Yeah. You know? uh, it wasn't. Uh, Dude, it wasn't Ted Bundy, was professional was- wrestler slash serial killer. You know what I mean? He was just right. a fucking, yeah. There was one time, dude. He got he got
0: arrested. It was in Colorado. Got arrested. He got arrested like. Tw- yeah. No, but listen, like check. He got he got arrested, and he was uh, going to court, and he was just he was representing himself as his own lawyer, so like. During the downtime or lunch or whatever, the, they would let him go to the law library, and there was nobody in the law library. They would just fucking let him go there and fucking, like, do whatever. So, one day, yeah. they, like, let him in there and went back to get him out, like, an hour later, and he was fucking gone. He had like? I two, know. He, he, he escaped the twice. Floor window. Yeah, he jumped from the second floor window, and uh, I think that might have been the second time he escaped, actually.
2: No, he escaped because he climbed through a, a... I don't know what exactly what he did. I think, like, he was in, like... Maybe it was Seattle. And he climbed through um, a ventilation draft or something in a cell. He escaped that time. Then they fucking caught him again. And he escaped the second. He's escaped two times. Yeah. So, I mean, like... And then they go, Oh, well he must be brilliant. It's like, no, these fucking redneck cops must be the stupidest <laughs> fucking people. And there's a there's a call back to the Dukes of Hazard right there. It's like back in the fucking seventies when he was operating, it was like, I'm Roscoe Pico Right, <laughs> All right you killed these girls, we're just going to put you over here in the library, but you be a good boy. We're going to lock you in with this key, and I'm going to go have uh, a coffee with my dog. It's like, are you fucking kidding me with that shit? Oh, my God. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, there's a great movie uh, that you need to see uh, called uh, My Friend Dahmer. It is uh, a... Have you seen it?
0: What's it about? I mean, obviously, Um, I was friends with Dahmer, but is it just like one guy
2: being interviewed or something? No, no, no. It's it's a um, fictional movie. Uh, Well, you know, based on fact, and it's called My Friend Dahmer, and it's about Jeffrey Dahmer right before he committed his first murder. Because um, he committed his first murder very young, he was just like had just graduated from high school. So um, it tells the story of him falling into a group of uh, uh, kind of like uh, I. It's 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 bizarre. You need to watch it because they're kind of like people like us, right? Um, right. Just. Uh, They find this kid who's a little, like, off-center, and he's willing to do stunts and act bizarre. And this is Jeffrey Dahmer, right? And so they kind of become friends with him, but then they kind of become a little uh, scared of him. Um, But they do have a kind of friendship with him for the year that the movie takes place. And it's absolutely fucking fascinating um, when they realize... No no when he's like 17 18. Oh, and okay. so it, it leads up to the first still murder. do know
0: him while he's committing murders or no.
2: No because uh they're all they're all they've all graduated so they're all going to different colleges. Yeah.
1: Um okay. and he
2: just then goes on to what he ends up going on to but it was written by a guy and that was his he was like I we were friends with him, you know. Um right yeah and they didn't know any of the darkness really but they suspected it by the end but kind of like how I don't know when you're 18 if you suspect that one of your friends has dark impulses you kind of just go okay well I need to kind of get away from you rather than I need to alert the police yeah right. <laughs> yeah. like so, yeah,
1: my friend has
0: somebody stacked up in his garage
2: <laughs> I mean I we mean, used to go to
1: for high schooler <laughs>
2: I remember one time Brent goes to me, he goes, uh, I think I could kill a person. And I go, well, don't, I mean, it's fantastic that you think you have the ability to do it, but please don't, you know, for everyone involved, especially the person you're going to fucking kill, (laughs) you know, but I mean, obviously he probably didn't do it, but like, I mean, imagine though. like, what if he did, what if he killed fucking 15 people?
0: I know. Yeah. I mean, what if our friends were gonna do it? It'd be him.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. There's lots of uh, lots of our friends that probably could have killed people. you <laughs> think about it? <laughs> I couldn't. I really couldn't. It's like I, I, I've, I've actually like, uh, like pulled off a. I have um, cut myself while chopping uh, while slicing lemons and fainted so I don't maybe you'll like to your own blood
1: maybe you get it sure <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I you orgasm if them. I
2: see someone else's blood <laughs> <laughs> very doubtful very doubtful
0: We <laughs> never know to try it
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be like Probably the most pathetic murder attempt ever <laughs> Like I don't know uh, He uh, he got I, I the knife think I ever thought- uh,
0: Go ahead I don't think I, ever thought- I like one had a dream <clears throat> Freaked me the fuck out Like in my dream I was like strangling this person It was a person I knew It was like close to me mm. And, like, I was, like, strangling Uh the life out of them. I was so fucking angry with them for some... I don't even remember what I was angry with them about. But I Uh was, like, strangling them. Like, it was so fucking real. Like, I woke up, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I looked over. I was like, did I fucking strangle her? Like, wow, that was so crazy.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, those are, like... uh, I've had... uh... Well, I mean, those are the worst kind of dreams where you you wake up and you actually feel guilty about something and you go, you try to say to yourself, well, wait, I have nothing to be guilty about here. But it takes time. Like, you still feel guilty for, like, 15, 20 minutes after the dream. Yeah, dreams are are whacked out, and you can feel fearful or guilty or uh, anxiety-ridden or whatever it is. Based on the dream, that doesn't even mean anything.
0: Right. And don't you think it's, like, fucking crazy that, like, they still don't even really know why we dream?
2: Well, I mean, don't they have an idea? Isn't it like kind of like you know, like we're dream. working out uh, working out issues as we dream? Wait, is there
0: know. a proper I, wait, let me, let's say is there a proper theory on why we dream? Is that good?
2: I don't know. Is there?
0: Listen, I'm googling.
2: I mean, no one knows that's the whole thing about dreams. I mean a dream is a dream yeah. state, so uh, the only thing there could ever be would be a theory there's no way that like they could ever figure out why we dream
0: um, so like the first thing that comes up in a Google search of is there a proper theory for why we dream is like the little you know like the little paragraph they put from an article it says one prominent neurobiological theory of the, of dreaming is the activation synthesis hypothesis which states that dreams don't actually mean anything. They are merely electrical brain impulses that pull random thoughts and imagery from our memories. That's bullshit. It's like, well, fucking bullshit.
2: Yeah.
0: we <laughs> you know that.
2: Well, I mean, if you look at the um, okay, I'm a, huge, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of that whole, like, uh, Jungian idea of myth themes, which it's like everything comes from our dreams, everything comes from our unconscious. We understand things that we cannot, we can never ver- verbalize, and that's why we respond to art, right? And sure. we respond to dreams in the same way we respond to art. We don't necessarily have to understand it, but we understand the poetic meaning behind it. And so just, I mean, whoever fucking wrote that should be kicked in the nuts. That just a random series of things.
0: Well, apparently you're going to be kicking a lot of prominent scientists in the nuts.
2: They can all be kicked in the nuts. What the fuck do they know? Prominent, we were just talking about how 50 years ago they were giving everyone electric shop therapy. <laughs> 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 prominent scientists are only prominent during their time. They're always fucking imbeciles fifty years later. True. Well, that's not true. Well, Albert unless Einstein. you're fucking Albert Einstein, but he's the only one. And Isaac Newton. There are certain ones that are just like forget about it. No. You what what? Tom,
1: Did you man? what about
2: Neil deGrasse Tyson? Oh, I thought you just. I I thought you just said Lily Tomlin. (laughs) What? She has a brilliant mind. (laughs) She knew how to sit in an oversized chair and act like a (laughs) five-year-old. You know, Albert Einstein, Lily Tomlin. (laughs) uh, Same difference. Uh,
0: But there's still like tons of people like. There's still like like this fuck you know like the um uh, what's that uh satellite that's taking all the pictures Hubble like the like the pictures from Hubble like we're still like seeing new, this is like fucking documentary it's called uh it's not a documentary it's a series I think it's called uh what's it called I think it's just called the universe um yeah. But it, like, talks about, like, how, like, all the theories now, like, of multiverses, like, our universe isn't the only universe, that there's other universes out there that might have different laws of physics, and that, like, we're, like, part of, like, some multiverse that's, like, weirdly described as, like, kind of, like, bubblish things that are, like, sort of, like, bouncing off of each other, and that's, like, the universes. You know, like so, we're talking about like a universal scale. I think that's like a yeah, pretty common I mean, like, theory right now.
2: I know, but they all there's all these theories, and like, um, you know, I'm I'm all always like we should have as many scientists as we can talking about as many things you know that you possibly can, but like you know. I'm just a big fan of, you know, the practical ideas of how to, like, make things work, you know? Um, so, I mean,
0: technically, isn't, like, E equals MC squared technically still a theory? It's just never been disproven?
2: I'm not sure if that's a theory. I think, like, I, I well, I guess everything is a theory, always, no matter what. There is no actual truth to anything so everything but i think it's like as close as you get to a concrete theory as possible um and i i have i have read and occasionally you know i'm not a scientist and i despise everything You're about not, scientists be,
1: be
2: <laughs> except for what they can give me and then i'm very happy about it but like i i couldn't imagine it it would be like hey do you want to be a um Uh, do you want to be a, uh, you know, a gay prostitute in uh, Argentina? I'd be like, I guess I'd rather be a scientist. I'm not sure. (laughs) It's it's a toss-up. But but I still appreciate what they give us. The whole thing is like, (laughs) what, what, what <laughs> of course I would. He'd slap me around every five I'd be like, "Oh my God, I'm just trying to get a, I'm, ch- I'm trying to get a fucking Mexican coke down here. Stop slapping me.
1: You've got five minutes
2: I've got fucking five minutes. I just my, been anally raped. I just want to fucking down this Mexican coke and then I'll be raped again, and then you'll slap me again. But I'd rather be with you than be a scientist, because that shit's too hard. <laughs> but that's why it's, like, that's why it amazes me that, like, people,
1: like,
0: think that much. There's, like, a – it's a great show. I think it's on Netflix, too. Fuck. Let it's Well,
2: okay, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. So like the whole thing about uh science and Einstein is that apparently Einstein is the guy that no one can disprove. They they've just he's came out with like I guess like uh like sixty different things and no one can disprove anything. So like I mean, here's a guy that like uh if you would ever say that a Jesus Christ came on the earth, that would be Einstein, right? Like uh like and there's no and everything that he did has led to everything, and you know. Yeah. And there's no like, shouldn't we have statues of Einstein? Would they pull him down? You know, the Jew with unwieldy hair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what the fuck, son of a bitch.
2: Yeah, apparently, like, uh, I was uh, watching this uh, podcast or something, and, you know, string theory, which was popular for a while, it yeah. turns out it's just, like, a big hoax, and, like, nothing about it is real or stands up to any scrutiny. <laughs> so, like, that's where we are with, you know, when we talk about well, but science. Well,
0: the thing is that, like, that's why fucking science is fucking amazing,
2: because somebody yeah, presented the because- string theory and, then, like, they and they dis- thought it was going to be the next big thing, and then it turned out, oh, no, it's not. So yeah, but
0: now I think they have a pretty good idea.
2: Well, they've got a pretty good idea that string theory is absolute bullshit. <laughs> so, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't stand to any of the actual scrutiny that came from – but, the, I mean, you have to uh, – that's the whole thing of science, and that's what I'm saying. I, I just absolutely despise science because it takes too much work. Kind of right. like if we were to do a podcast where we had to actually work for six hours, um, figuring out what to talk about. Yeah, you know? right. If we were to do the uh, prostitutes that were being killed or something. All right, James. We're almost at three hours. I know we did a great job. Oh fuck. We didn't, though. We did a very substandard show. <laughs> no, I thought it had, about a lot no. Of... I felt it was substandard. Um, I thought we
0: had a lot of good conversation. Did we? I think so. Oh. Is is Mr. Science Theater on uh, Netflix? Oh, it is. I think.
2: Yeah, there's like a new variation of it. <clears throat> it's not the old one. Oh, where to uh, watch? Maybe 80s. it's maybe.
0: eighty Forty percent are available to watch free online on Tubi,
2: wherever that is. Oh, Tubi's episodes. great. Oh, really? Oh yeah, it's a it's a free uh, streaming service, and they have all of the, the best seventies. Uh, only in about. Like it depends what you're watching. If it's more popular, you're going to have to do a commercial. But if it's not, and I I just went on Tubi, uh, started watching it because they have the best 1970s Italian horror movies. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just it's literally there's everything is at your fingertips. But Tubi's got all of the things that I want to watch, right. which is uh, the, the best thing on Tubi right now is. Uh, an Italian horror film. It's actually a Spanish horror film, Spanish-American horror film, uh, from 1980 or 81 called Pieces, and it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, It starts out with a nonsensical chainsaw decapitation uh, in... The quad of a uh, university, and it gets more nonsensical from there. And it has the. Do you remember the old uh, movie Popeye? With Beverly Williams and. Okay, do you remember the guy who played Brutus? No, not off the top of my head, no. Okay. Well, he's in this movie, (laughs) and it's fantastic because. You would think that he's the murderer, and throughout the entire movie, there's no reason why they wouldn't think he was the murderer. They just set up the red herring terribly and yet the police never question him <laughs> you know, it's, right. like, it's like it's like you, you know it's like uh, he's the gardener of the university, and all these people are being killed with the garden tools, and yet they never really bother to ask him if he might. Have you know been in this area? It just it's, right. it's really, really bad detective work. But it's a fantastic movie called Pieces.
0: You need to watch it. Have you have you watched any of Fear City
2: yet?
1: Oh, is there anything yeah.
2: that maybe I could do to make myself? No, I have not watched Fear City. Yeah, I, I heard that. Yeah.
0: Is it good? I mean, have you heard anything about it? No. It says it's New York versus the Mafia and underneath it says riveting, investigative, gritty, true crime docu-series.
2: Well, that's fantastic. We'll have to talk about it the next time we talk because we're at three hours.
0: Well, technically, we still have three minutes and 18 seconds left. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's like... See, I told you we could do a whole show. I think, honestly, I think tomorrow, if you listen to the show, it's going to be more entertaining than you thought. Honestly. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. Just listen to it and find out.
2: <laughs> I'm willing to bet my billings on it. Well, you're going to have to. You're asking me to listen to three hours of something <laughs> that I didn't even enjoy for the three hours I was doing it. It'd be, Jesus Christ. It it reminds me of like uh, when uh, I was a child, and, you know, my sister and myself and my mom and my dad would drive down to Florida, and it seemed interminable. And then if you were to say, oh, well, we've got audio of it, so just listen to that 16 hours tomorrow. (laughs) You might realize that you all love each other. <laughs> Dude, the
0: last time we talked, for, at a, the first thing you said on our last show was like, hey, listen to our show. We did pretty good. We are really good at it.
2: So why are you flipping well, yeah, on I'm not flipping on you. I'm flipping on the first hour was trash because you were making me listen to fucking a bunch of music. And then... I don't know. I'm tired. I told you I was cranky. I didn't want to do the show, and so yeah, I'll listen. I'll listen to it uh, tomorrow while I uh, I don't know,
0: iron things, clean my house. What? That 90 seconds thing?
2: Oh no, I didn't. But okay, all right. Well, this was obviously then a successful show. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Oh, yeah. Alright. So, Until yeah, the next time. Tomorrow? Uh oh You are my sunshine. <laughs> my only sunshine. All You'll right. keep me happy when skies are gray. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Then come on. You'll right. oh, you piece of shit. <laughs>